Hey there, this is Carrie, Andrew, and Chris, and this is the All Over the Place podcast. Today's wit, whiskey, and wisdom is brought to you by the Upset Picks. If you're looking to make sports betting a bigger part of your portfolio, visit our website, theupsetpicks.com. We have packages to suit every type of better, from beginner to pro. Make sure you check out our daily Chasing the Dog videos on YouTube, where we give our top dogs of the day. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. Now, grab a drink, sit back, and listen to us go all over the place, from sports to politics to culture to who knows where. Andrew, Carrie, and Chris. All over the place. Wit, whiskey, and wisdom. Having enough product for people to eat, so like you're just trying to, you know, make stuff. I think it's wrapped up in there, but then there's the contravening kind of argument that, well, cows create methane, and methane destroys the atmosphere, and or creates, I don't know. So let's just get rid of cows. I'm just like, (laughs) this makes sense. I don't think that makes sense. There's a lot of damn cows. Uh, we're not recording. Right? We are recording, actually. Oh, sorry. So, okay, gotcha. There's, <laughs> a, lot of, there's a lot of cows out there. I don't see us getting rid of all of them. No, uh, I, I, I don't agree. see. You ever been to Texas? It's just miles and miles and miles. And of cows? Miles of cows. Definitely cow country Also, right there. it was a joke when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I look back on it. It's a real thing. My dad and I would always go, hey, look, there's a cow that's walking because it's so rare. So, anyway. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Like watching them walk, they just every time you drive by them, they're just like standing there. Huh. But all right, well, welcome in. We're on episode. Wait, can we count that high? I don't. Is that really for? I think it's. No, we're on thirteen. Oh 14? no no no! It's fourteen. Fourteen. That's 14? right. This 14? is episode fourteen. Good this grief. is episode fourteen. Nobody thought we'd last this long. No, we didn't think we'd last this long. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Kristen, I didn't think we'd we, last past the first. I didn't day. think we'd get past the first one. What are we going to talk about? We're going to have like twenty-five minutes with the material. <laughs> That's it. Do you remember the pre-meeting? Well, we lost it, didn't we? Was we it. did lose the first one. I was on a I was on a call with Chris, and I go, "Okay, so we're going to do this." And he goes, "Okay, just, just if realize, we can get past yeah. thirty minutes, we're we'll, fine. We'll be happy. We'll be thirty happy. minutes." Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Episode fourteen. Yeah. Got uh, Bradley. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, man? Look, look, talk to me, talk to me. No, no, you're supposed to talk to us. That's how this <laughs> goes. Exactly. Oh, there'll be plenty of talking. I'm there sure. will be plenty of talking. What are we drinking, Carrie? What are we drinking tonight? So, we got E. Old Rare Breed Wild Turkey. Yeah. This wild is Turkey uh, Rare Breed. Kentucky Street Bourbon Whiskey, barrel proof. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's got the turkey on there. and <laughs> no, tur- no turkeys were harmed in making that, by the way, yeah. just so you know. What does barrel proof mean? Like it's it's straight out of the barrel. barrel. Ooh, okay. so it's not it's not actually literally, literally not watered down. Ooh, mm-hmm. so it's like it's gonna be hit. So you know your 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 bourbon is you know. Do we only have three glasses? Really? Yeah, he's not happy. You really don't want any? There's a good sound. Do you want any? No, I'm I'm good. Thank you though. Would you like um, to at least try it? Okay, that's where I will do that. All right. So carry out to get the glass that's on the bed. It's way too much information. <laughs> People are like, there's what? a bed. There's in a there? bed? Yeah, there a bed? We, have, we have to sleep sometimes in here. <laughs> Get a little rest. You know? Hobo Joe. Hobo Joe. He's got to have some, gotta have some place to sleep. sleep. We're going to move podcasts to people or studios, and people are going to 
like tune in ten episodes from now, twenty episodes from now, and be right. like, "There's a bed in there." And it's like a bed in there. What? I've been I've been watching. There's no bed in there. So this is 116 proof, which is good. 116.8 actually. Isn't that rocket fuel? <laughs> no, but this is good. This is good stuff. As Carrie throws the stop. <laughs> we haven't even started drinking. No. They haven't hit the mic yet, so you know, it's all good. Dwayne tells me he can't actually hear the mic when I when I hit the thing. He goes, "I never hear it." I'm like, mm. uh, "You can hear it. You can hear it." I'm not gonna lie, you can hear it. Right All on, right. gentlemen. Cheers, everybody. Oh, 14. Episode 14. Yay. Yes, sir. All right. We, we never get past Just sip it. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't slam it back. It's good sipping whiskey. Oh, there's a turkey in there. <laughs> what do you think, Bradley? Plant, plant-based turkey. Ah, mm. uh, Yeah. That joint went, it was hitting. That joint, like, too, that joint just, like, hit me. God. Mm. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. <clears throat> I'm definitely awake. Okay. That is good stuff right there. Mm. So, uh, yeah. it's been a fun. Crazy week. Fun, crazy couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there's been plenty of material out there. It's, um, mm. things going nuts. So, what do, you, what do you think we're going to talk about today? Um, well, Bradley's into a lot of stuff that we don't talk about, so this will be fun. Oh, yeah. So really, yeah. So Bradley, why don't you tell us about yourself? No, that's good. Yeah, start well, there. Okay. So my name is Brad. You know, I work with my buddy Andrew here, and of course, I'm Nigerian. So you know, of course, because people, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Bradley you know, gave it away. Yeah. The yeah. accent gave. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'm just your average, you know, average, you know, young African American, you know. Male, and I'm just into a bunch of a bunch of stuff, you know. Just what are you into? Like you know, all the nerd stuff you can think about, like anime, comics, you know. Oh, my son's an anime, uh, anime. stuff like that. You all know? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I mean, of course, like I guess I'm into everything, but like those, those particularly, I'm like very fond of. I like movies, Ooh. like TV shows, cartoons, all that good nice. stuff. So you know, I'm into all those things like that. Anime. My son's got me, uh, got me and my wife actually. Watching Attack on Titan. Oh, we're, yes, we're, we're uh, halfway through season four. Let's go. I like to hear that. I'm, very, it, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be all butterflies and unicorns, and I think it'll have a happy ending. So, <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, you know, it's, I mean, you definitely in store for some some heat. It's oh, yeah. Definitely, it's definitely well, good. Episode four, or sorry, season four has been really good. Really see face. You see Carrie's face. Nice. He's like, I'm like, what is I'm Attack w- on Titan? watching a tennis match. Yeah. It's going back. <laughs> And fourth, right, and I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, we should have Josh come up and he and Brad can go on for. Well, we, we need three of us need a break. They can go on for anime for a while. And we'll yeah. Oh, we definitely get could. dinner and go crazy. What, so, uh, I mean, I know anime maybe conceptually. It's not like I've sat and watched anything. Pretty sure I haven't, except for like Korra. Legion Korra definitely that's definitely yeah. heavily anime influenced for sure. Well, right. there you go. Yeah, but I think that was like five minutes because I did not stay. Um, so, <laughs> what gets you into that? I mean, what got you into that? So honestly, like as a kid, you know, like when you first see it on TV, it just grabs your attention. Sure. So for like I me, mean, I'm always into like Asian culture and things like that. But it wasn't just like anime got me into it. Just like I just naturally gravitated gravitated toward things like that. Like. I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, mm. things like that, Jackie Chan, uh, now you know, you're talking about Donnie Yen, all them, all the martial artists out there, mm. and 
like just watching like TV show just get your attention. You know, like you grow up watching like you know Saturday morning cartoons, getting ready to eat your cereal, going to sit oh, down yeah. and watch that. Oh yeah, it'd be just it'd be making the day just it'd be making the day hit and it'd be going good. And of course, like I do watch like like you know American cartoons. I can go for days watching about talking about cartoons. I can do like GI Joe. I could talk about like Thundercats, Voltron, all those wow, classics like that. Old school Thundercats, you know. So He Man, you know, like you know, He look, He Man come out. Oh, He Man be here. Like, <laughs> look, look, look. I remember that. It, it's it's really good. Like it just gravitated. It just got got me. Like right. it can be about the music, the characters, the action. It's just so many things and seeing where it was when I was younger to where it is now mm-hmm. is definitely crazy. Yeah. In what way? And back then, like, how can I say this? So back then, anime was definitely blowing up. It was definitely there. But there was definitely a time period where it wasn't, it wasn't, like, it was, it's, it's went kind of just down. Like, it wasn't blowing up. I would say, like, 2009, 2009 up to all throughout my years of high school. I can say anime wasn't as potent as it was. Right. It was definitely like one of those things that just went down, especially with the rise of Marvel movies going crazy oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and other things within the um, you know, media stream going out. It just wasn't hitting like that. What brought what brought anime back? Was I would there- I would definitely say these past couple of years, like just the change of format. So the thing about like anime Anime used to be very like long, like the pacing. Like for example, one example would be Dragon Ball Z, classic. You know, it definitely put um, anime on the map back then. It was one of those animes where it would like be, you know, how an episode would take forever just to finish. Yeah. Like one episode would just be them getting into it, and then it can take them like two episodes just to, just to have a whole battle to themselves, mm. and you're just like. Bro, where's this going, man? Like, I need to have this, have the yeah. the pace hit up, and it wasn't doing it, and that was the pace for a long time. And also, the thing about it is that with anime back then, it was very more. I would say what made it so popular was that it was very experimental. It just did anything it wanted to do. A prime example, I would say, like Berserk. Berserk is a very, very anime called like a type of sane anime which is considered like more mature like gore guts violence and you know the Mm. other kind of content and it was just it it was eye-catching people were just like oh my god like lord have mercy and these were like even the 80s so like from the 80s to like the 90s to the later 2000s it was where anime was just just giving you good content giving you all this like boom 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 and it's just grabs your attention and if we go back to like other animes that were definitely experimental would be like the shonen element which is like i would say like youths fighting like youths fighting like adults you know you know how like kids love seeing superheroes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's the same concept for anime a lot of the characters would be young like pokemon for example like ash ketchum him being like 10 years old going on adventure catching pokemons things like that last airbender it's, little kid yeah. boom there we yeah. go like anybody could relate to that so when people watch that especially when you're a young kid like myself at that time you were like whoa like bro i want to be like him like you know you playing with your friends out there just being like i'm the avatar you know i'm the airbender yeah. da, da, da. No, so, the audience, you know, man. i just wanted yeah. an appa look yes. who don't want you an appa? Walk, yes flying thing 
Yes. So you say Beaver. that. Nice pull. Tailed. Yes. And now I have a big dog who's kind of like an oppa in the fact that <laughs> if I'm laying on the bed, he runs and jumps up on me. And I feel uh, like that scene in in any of the anim- the Avatar stuff where Oppa just runs over and like basically bulldozes Aang. Yeah. Every time Miko gets on the bed or anything on the couch, I'm just like, yeah, I feel very much mm, like that. There you go. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So that that's interesting. I did not grow up with anime. No, we didn't. But I did grow up with um, uh, Saturday afternoon matinee-ish type stuff that was on TV. That was all kung fu. Oh, I'm talking the kung fu where like the words don't catch up to the lips. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Master Lee. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I was, I was enamored with it. No, that's definitely some of the influence of anime too. If we go back to like, what is that? Uh, Fist of Fist of the North Star is a prime example where like martial arts was like the Chinese martial arts was definitely a big impact on that, and of course, that in turn influenced shows like Dragon Ball Z, things of that nature. Mm. That of course like blew up in the. In the action martial arts aspect, things like that. Where do you find that stuff? In, in I mean, do you? Is there a place to find it here in the Hampton Roads area? I mean, do we have a Comic Con type we, thing? We, we do actually stream. have. Sorry, good. Uh, uh, there go. Yet, let's do two. Let's answer these two times. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there is there is a Hampton Roads Comic Con. It's actually May the fourteenth and fifteenth. Most definitely. Yeah. Where's Where that being held? We're uh, working on getting the guy that runs that on the podcast. Oh, so, man. Ooh. Check yeah. that out. Yeah. Oh, that's so, tough. Yeah. That's tough. I like uh, that. And then you can yes, stream so. anything you want. These of days. course. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, exactly. It isn't. It, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go. I'm not saying another word. I'm done. I was going to make a joke that if you go to Bradley's house, he'll live action for you. <laughs> Look, bro. <laughs> I'll put on the different costumes and stuff. Look. See, Chris, my joke wouldn't have worked if I waited. I definitely look, bro. Look, I put the drip on. We go crazy. Look, talk to well, me. So, what do you have? Do you have like what is it like? Uh, I mean, what are the outfits? What are they? I mean, like, okay. So, honestly, I wish I had them. Like, oh, okay. like you know, that's how I feel. I would like. I would do it if I, I used had to, them. I used to throw a sheet mm-hmm. over me and pretend I was like, you know, sure. Know. Oh no, that too. Like, I remember I used to dress up as like a sheet in a pointy <laughs> hat. I didn't really have a pointy hat though. White, no. white, sheet? white sheet, whatever white sheet, sheet, whatever sheet you can find. <laughs> Look, imagination. I'm trying to wheel him in. Okay, Bigsby. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's like the one that that uh, Spike Lee movie is based off of. Yeah, oh, there you go. Most of, I can agree with that for sure. So, uh, do you do martial arts then? Do you, um, when I was young, I used to do a lot of you? like okay. uh, taekwondo and stuff gotcha, like that. Gotcha, gotcha. And of course, I do miss it for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. But like you know, life goes on. Yeah. I take care of business. You yeah, know, I hear you. School, everything. I just couldn't keep up with it at some point but i do miss it i do think about it every so often so that's good it's really good excellent so you ready for me to steer the conversation you ready hey Uh, sir andrew try and steer the conversation will you i will i will steer the conversation that's what he gets paid for so and i know you so this is like i'm setting this up on purpose yeah uh so how does your parents are both from nigeria right and they there's that you know them, and then there's you, who's like an American '90s kid into anime, into all these things. How do those two worlds clash in your world? Huh. So, I would say like, you know, like Nigerian parents are like any other parents. They just don't necessarily understand it. That's all it is. Like, it used to be a rap song, parents. <laughs> like, and they then would... he got smacked. <laughs> Like, they would never understand he did, it. He did the smacking, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's the one who got smacked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most definitely. 
Sorry. But um, they would definitely like not understand it for sure, for sure. Like anytime I remember when I watch it, like they would joke, you know, you're, it's not they like hate it or something, just didn't understand. Like they understand like kids enjoying that stuff. They understand me like when I have ego cards, go outside, play ego cards with my friends. Like they understand that. I play Pokemon cards. They didn't understand that. So it's just they, mo- I would say a lot of Nigerian p- parents see like a lot of those kid weird stuff as like just weird. Like you're just like, why? Especially compared to a lot of my other, you know, how would I say this? My other ni- fellow Nigerians who are into sports and, mm-hmm. you know, just things that would make sense to them. Like, Is, is there a big community here? I oh, no, most definitely. Like uh, in the Hampton Roads area, yeah. it's big. Nigerian community and in most I would say in most other places there is too like just do gatherings yeah, and stuff yeah, like that yeah. are you, so are your parents first generation are you first generation American I would say yes so your yes. parents your parents are the ones so that you, came over from Nigeria yes right? yes, right. Okay. yes yeah. much like your mother came from right but I'm not I was born overseas are you so were? My, okay. my daughter is first generation in oh, our okay. family gotcha. oh, okay, okay. so I, I carry a little bit of the chip on the shoulder that no, your most parents definitely. carry uh, with you I'm mindful of my friend. I've got another Nigerian friend who told me that um, that he went through college and never bought a pencil or a pen because he would walk around campus and just pick up the pencils that people would just throw away because they got nubby or short or whatever it was, <laughs> and, and he used it for four years and got through it. And well, it's just you, uh, you know, there type you go. Thing. I'm not gonna hold you. That's like my parents just like that. Like yeah. my dad, yeah. when he gets something, I think is like forever instilled with them until it breaks or you can't use it anymore right it's not going to change so for 100 percent sure um wow so what motivated them to when did they emigrate i would say like on to be honest with you it was a long time ago i can't even tell you the whole story like that yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. i just know my dad came here in his 20s brought my mom and he started going crazy he started focusing on school started working like for different bank organizations at the time and just started hustling, just trying to get his, you know, just how to make ends meet with his wife and himself. Yeah. And so obviously I came along and then that changed and where my mother started to work more. Because my mom was also a hustler too. My mom didn't play. She, even when she was pregnant with me, she would always work no matter what. She wasn't the type just to sit around and be like, oh, like wait, someone wait for him to do something for me. Nah, she was like, nah, I, I have to get stuff done. And she's been that way ever since. That goes for my brother and my my brother, my uh, younger sister as well. So I got, I'm sorry, Andrew, am I taking no, a, no, you go, go, I got go, a go. strange question because I have a theory that uh, food is the last thing to die in a culture. Oh, most definitely. Um, so what's the, like traditional Nigerian food? I am sure your parents are still cooking it. Oh, most definitely. I just literally ate some fufu the other day. Fufu yeah. is, uh, right. is that a Potato or yucca yeah, or it's like uh, a type cassava? Of a, yeah, it's like a pounded yam. Okay. They would use and dip it on this vegetable soup. They would like mix different types of vegetables like like different seafoods and all all the other stuff. I can't tell you the names because I don't be knowing the names like that. Yeah, yeah. But you would put in ingredients, make the soup, and you just like they would dip it and just it would be sticky and just, you know, eat it. Yeah, eat just, that. Yeah. 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 As like kids, a lot of times I would see my younger cousins when they eat it, they would like use forks and stuff. But the more comfortable in order they got, they'll start using their hands. hands. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing about it is that it will have a variety of soup. So it's not just, it's like, you know, obono or like et, etchi or like um, ede soups, things like that. Mm-hmm. I, may, I, may be, I may be butchering the names a bit, right. but stuff like that, basically. So this is how ignorant I am. Um, 
so I, I don't really know. The, I, I don't know if it's Ghana or Nigeria. Jomo Kenyatta was that? Was he Ghana, the prime minister of Ghana back in the day? Like, who's the leader of uh, Nigeria now? Do you know? Nope. I okay, do not. it's all good. Like, it's, it's, do they even? Do they? So do they? Do your parents still have family back? Almost definitely. Like they, talk, like for example, my mom talks to her uh, her brother all the time. Mm. His name is Obina. And like they talk to their family all the time there. Like they literally still, we still get food supplies from over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we buy versus send back yeah, stuff send over stuff there. Back, yeah. So it's like, you know, we're always looking out for each other always. So, so West Indians talk about going home. Mm. It's not like, it's not as though we don't, um, we don't um, appreciate the country, but it's not for some reason the term isn't used that this is home. Going back home is always. Do you guys do the same thing? Oh, most definitely. My dad, has, my dad says that all the time. Like his whole goal is like when he retires, he wants to go back home. He right. wants to because he has like you know many houses over there. He's built houses there. Oh, you know, okay. ready to you know. And of course, at some point, he wants the whole family coming just to see the place again. Because yeah. t- I've not been there but one time, and I was like very very small. Oh really? Yeah. All like right. my only memory is chicks and chickens. That was literally all I remember. <laughs> Like, you know, just like hopping through fences and chasing chickens. That was literally my only memory of like Nigeria. How long a trip is it to get back to Nigeria? I want to say a couple, like, I would say a couple of days at the most. Oh, really? So yeah. it's like halfway around the Yeah, world, that's yeah. like a couple of days for sure. Because I remember my family went there back a while ago just to visit. Oh, matter of fact, let me, let, let me even take that back. My like last year, because of one of my family members passing, my mom went back and had to and just take care of that situation over there. Yeah. So, do you want? Are you going back home? I mean, are you, or is this home for you? I mean, this is definitely home for me. But out of respect for my family, my culture, I would go back at some point. I just to visit, yeah. not to stay, but to visit for sure. sure. Yeah, it's just I do have this weird thing. I'm like disconnected to some degree. Yeah, like being raised here, being like dealing with that duality of being like a black man and of course being a Nigerian as well. I do have my conflicts, you know, trying to uh, ju- juggle both personas, I guess. And that's definitely difficult at times. So uh, can I pull that string a little bit? So what's the persona difference? Like, I think I'm, I'm comfortable maybe. And I'm asking you only because I think I know the answer, but the difference between being the... Um, to fit in the mold of being a black man here in America right now. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of know that. What, how does that shake up against what it means to be a Nigerian mm. um, in America or being a Nigerian period? Okay. What's the difference? Okay. Um, so what I've like, okay. So for me growing up, what I've noticed between Nigerians and, you know, black Americans is the fact there's like this, this is like antagonistic energy between the two. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say a lot of Nigerians see like black Americans as like beneath them kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Like it's really, it's really weird. Like I even have that conflict sometimes not saying being me, being Nigerian, I think I'm better. Obviously I don't think that at all. I think we're all the same, honestly, but they, a lot of Nigerians I've noticed tend to be like, no, we're better. Like it's, it's like you hear it in their way. They talk the way they, describe other black Americans is just is different and I'm just like that's definitely not me I'm not with that at all like um how I say this I can remember a time where um 
I come back from school and stuff like that, and they would always talk. They would always be in a conversation about my friends or the people I would hang around with. And of course, me being uh, me being a young black man, when I hang with other black people, it would definitely be like maybe not just black people, but just people in general. It would definitely be like a fear. Like, are these are these like a gang? What are you? What's going on over here? Things like that. However, if I'm with other Nigerians, the thought doesn't cross their mind. Sure, interesting. Yeah. It's familiar. It's familiarity and lack. There. Yes. Is do you think so? At least in the in the in the West Indian community, um, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before. In Living Color was in it was a it was you know big show back in the I day, and the way they portrayed at least Jamaicans, which were the atypical of all West Indians, right? Was that the you know the Jamaican would make fun of everybody else who only had one job because he <laughs> had like five jobs, right? And he was doing something else; he was hustling on the side. Oh no, most definitely. Um, I think it's uh, I, I I don't want to butcher the country, but I've got other African friends that talk about you know having your nine to five. And then you're five to nine, right? So you've got your nine to five job that you work in, and then your five to nine hustle that you got to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is the put down that your your fa- that you experienced was that related to kind of drive or the lack of drive in African Americans, the native born that were here? Do you think? I can definitely see that. I do notice that a lot of Nigerians have like they definitely like a lot of Black Americans have that hustler mentality. Like they want to come in do this, do this, get this done, make sure, like, their whole goal is to make a living here. Yeah. And get the most out they can, get the most out of what they can here. And what I've noticed, like, my dad, when he first came here, he was just hustling. Yeah. He did everything he could. He was a banker. He was a tax driver. He did like, so many things at one time. I have a hard time believing how crazy that was. Like, <laughs> I would have moments, like, where when I was younger, he would, like, you know, he would do things where he would, like, keep me and my brother in the taxi car and drive like you know wow. just to hustle just wow. to especially like when it came to just watching us things like that have, has it, have you always lived here in the Hampton Rose area um yes I've okay. always, I was born in Norfolk but raised in Virginia Beach gotcha. okay. so like yeah so I was mostly raised here most of my life yes so are you hustling I mean I'm trying to figure out myself like yeah. I work out you know with mm-hmm. Andrew of course and I'm focusing on school so okay. yeah, gotcha. uh, uh, I go to ODU right now at the moment. ODU, nice. yes sir, yes sir. You know what I'm saying? Graduate. Yeah, the, the, I like that. I like that. <laughs> paid up, paid up. <laughs> um, so, do you find that that the, the people direct? How do I put this? People that are direct line to Nigeria, like your mom and your dad, they go back, and people that come directly that aren't kids, I guess, here mm-hmm. look down on you upon the fact by the fact that you're like enjoying the abundance of things that we have like we have we have access to, to an abundance of technology and abundance of entertainment and we don't really have to work that hard compared to other places in the world like do do they look down upon you sometimes for enjoying that aspect of life as far as like like if you were to tell your let's just call your cousin i don't i don't know we're just right, saying your right. cousin who in nigeria be like i'm going to the movies tomorrow they'd be like what about your job you'd be like no no i work in the morning be like what about your other job you'd be like what other job do, do they do they look at you like that? It's like I don't need four jobs. I mean, I I can survive quite comfortably off of what I do, even though I'm very good at what I do. Do they look down upon you in that that aspect? I mean, I know there's Nigerians that do that, but I can say like a lot of my family members don't do that. They they have, they have a decent understanding of like the moment you get here, they know it's a place of opportunity. So of course you understand that 
you can get more for less. Like one job can give you, especially get the right job, it can give you long lasting benefits. They don't need like, I don't, you don't need to have a candy shop, a taxi driving company, this, that, and a third. So like they understand that, you know, if you make it here, you can be good with just one job. Like it's just, it's just how they, it's just the hustling thing. I had a buddy, I had a buddy Shay in college. He was from India and he came over and he just basically skated through school and partied and had a good time. Mm. And he asked why he goes, well, because when I was at home, I wasn't allowed to. When I go back, I won't be allowed to. So it's like a, I got to enjoy it while I can because oh, it's no. not a, it's not our culture over there. No, it's mo- a work, 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 work culture. Mm, no, most definitely. Isn't like, it like that in Bahrain? People leave the surrounding areas. They go to Bahrain to party and then they like go back to Bahrain. I can't see across the bridge. Yeah, the Saudis, they were hobbies, right? So they can't do certain things. They go to Bahrain. Yeah, Allah can't see across the bridge. Allah can't see across the bridge. Um, Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking to myself, and this one I am sure on, it's the movie called King of Boys. I think I've heard of that before. It's a a Nigerian movie, and uh, that one was, it was interesting to me because I'm, I'm a little weird. It's a good movie. It's got a good plot to it. If you want to watch it, it's kind of long, but it's really good. Um, but the thing that, that struck me is that so many people spoke in Proverbs. Oh, so my God. That's yes. the thing. Like my daughter's like, I don't know, why do you, I mean, there's always a saying. There's always a, like a, yeah. you know, no one says anything directly. They, they, they have these <laughs> indirect Proverbs that they drop on you, and you have to sit there and think about Decipher it, yeah. So, yes. like, like yes. you know, if you had a tough day, my, you know, my grandmother, if you, you know, you look like you had a tough day, she'd say, the longest rope has an end. Yes. Oh my. Yes. They say that's the that's the mark of a good leader. That they don't ever (laughs) they speak in metaphors and proverbs, and you're just going, what? So just get to the point. Do you do you find you have the same experience? Yes, every time, every time. Like when my dad would you know correct me on something or just give me no wisdom, whatever the case may be, he would definitely go into like just proverbs, and I'm just like, what is that? Like, what are you telling me? I don't understand what this is. And I think a lot of it does come down to like sometimes when I experience what he's saying, it may make sense later on. Right. But for sure, like in the beginning, like I feel like anybody would you be like, what What are you talking about? Right, like, right, yeah. I definitely do not get it for sure. So for sure. Same idea. My grandfather would say, if you throw a hand of, foot of mud against a wall, not all will stick, but some will. Exactly. And I like see and you know, and that's gonna that's gonna blow my mind. What are the other options? <laughs> it seems you have two options. Yeah. Either sticks or doesn't. Absolutely, but does not all go, of it. Does, some of it will fall off. Like some of, it, some so of it's gonna stick and, and later someone on someone go through the wall? No. Throw it hard enough? <laughs> later you, on you'll understand what another word. <laughs> so you could say it. You could probably define you could say that easily. Yeah. Later on you'll understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you could go in this long diatribe about mud against a wall. Turns into a Disney dialogue. You ever heard heard people talk that try to sound smarter, so they use proverbs and they use metaphors, and you're just like, that doesn't reply to this at all. (laughs) 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 That's, what are you talking about? They're like, uh, they'll be like, you know, you'll get smarter two in a hand or two two in the hand. You're like, it's worth one in the bush. Or wait one. a minute, yeah, that, that's yeah. not that's not what that one means. One in the hand is worth two in the bush. That's yeah. why that. Yeah, yeah. you're like, gotcha. what does that have to do with getting smarter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Gotcha. Interesting. So, do you have cousins here? Did you? Are you an only child? Or are you um, no, I have uh, two Terry, sisters and one brother. He just said he had a brother and a sister. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all good Drop sink. Oh. Drop sink. Sorry. Um, I definitely have like two sisters and one brother. Right, and I do you. have like cousins, definitely. like in a tribal sense. Like, <laughs> they're, 
they're mythical. Some are related, but some are like only together because of like we're like Ebo tribe. So right. Ebo is Sorry, connected. Ebo? Yes. Not house. Okay. That's one. Yes. That was one of my questions. Did yeah. Your, which tribe did your families come from? Yeah. And I want to I want to follow that thread too because it's something that we. Americans don't mm-hmm. understand. How many tribes? Are, I mean, there's a lot of tribes. A lot. I yeah. can't even give it a I know Hausa, Igbo, Fulani. Yeah, that's like something. I, even like t- like me be, me and my connection to Nigeria, I do get some parts, but there's that part of me that's still disconnected. Right, right. So yeah. I may not know everything, no, no, but I, I do get the people. But you know, you're, you're family, and, and I just wonder, mm-hmm. the, the term Nigerian is very much a imposed term yes. Western civilization yes. term. It's, an, it's an imposed term and I just wonder if your parents I mean they're Nigerian or are they Igbo first I don't yes, know I would say like that it can go either way honestly yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. interesting and again that's not a context that we as Americans get. can think in exactly yes. we, don't, we don't get it I mean, what, do you mean, what do you mean you're not Nigerian what that's not your first you know yeah. social identifier yeah. is I mean American? some immigrants have that like uh, my family has family crests you know it's not to the same level, but they're like, this is our family crest. And you go, well, if we're right. from the house or from the clan or from the... But for, and this is a very broad brush, for most of Americans, your first identifier is American. Not right. Ohioan, not Texan. I mean... I don't know about Texas. I, st- I still think... <laughs> I understand. I'm talking a very broad brush. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then, identify as tired. <laughs> the way you work, I get that. And and we can come down levels. Right, you yeah. know, you can go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm American, I'm Irish, I'm, Scot- I'm Scottish. If it's not Scottish, crap. Um, that was really good. Then yes, sir. you come down from that, you know, and maybe t- American, Texan, Texan. I, I get that. But yeah, but tribal. Tribal, where, where it trumps, you know, national boundaries. I'm I not Trump's an alien. I don't think he's from Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily, you know, you could hear, you could hear someone say, I'm not necessarily, I'm, I'm Igbo. I'm not Nigerian, I'm Igbo. And we would go, well, that's kind, what of, does that mean? It's kind of strange because yeah. you live in Nigeria. Exactly. I would say the same thing. Yeah. It means the same thing to me, exactly. honestly. Yeah. They had that problem in Australia where they started to draw like city lines and the tribes of Australia just wander. Yeah. They're wanderers. So then they would go, oh, well, what city are you in? And they're like, no, well, no, I'm part of this is... tribe and we wander the bush and you can't really tell me what city I'm from because yeah. I wander depending upon I mean, where the food is in the particular season. That's the way the Western civilization looks at things. Yep. It's what it, 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 it is. That's why we did it to the Middle East. That's why we did it to Africa. Yeah, yep. I know where you're saying life is easy. Yep. Life is easy. It's it's kind of interesting to me sometimes the things that we think you would think in 2022 that would be settled, right? But it's tribe. Not. I mean, We're still kind of dealing with the Treaty of Westphalia is only 300 only 300 years old, 350 years old. Yeah, but Christ was there. The when rest, they wrote but the rest it. of the no, world, Andrew, that's nothing. That's nothing to that's exactly. That's nothing compared Ebo to Ebo tribes have been wandering around West Africa for how long? Yeah, long time. Oh, no, for sure. For you sure. figured they would yeah. get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 it's, it's fascinating to have this kind of exposure because we don't get that. Yeah, most definitely. You know, like, oh, wow. Okay, so your parents are Ebo. It'd be fascinating to talk to them. Okay, well, how do you feel about the house? What, what is the, you know, the tribal tensions is that still on your mind even though you're here in america and it yeah. sounds like your your parents have very much um still kept connected. their ties yeah. in, in yeah in, in nigeria definitely. and it just again not something we think about here no most definitely we do not and i would say like when it comes to stuff like that they are like we do have other tribe different tri- family tribes that come with us too 
if they're like it's like if it's a marriage thing i promise if my aunt married my, one of my uncles and he's from yoruba so that's like another tribe in nigeria wow. too so wow. it's like we do have some Yoruba members in our family because of my aunt's connection to him interesting so, so i don't know how much truth there is because almost every african-american or west indian american that i know of claims that they're yoruba um <laughs> <laughs> but my grandfather's like, oh yeah, we're Yoruba. I'm like, I we can't prove anything. Exactly. So, okay, gotcha. You know, um, it seems like. Do you, so do you think? Are your parents just visiting? Oh, like a long, like a long of, visit. Yeah, mm. or is it? Or is it? Hey, they're they're part of. That's um, a good question. I've mm. got so my mom. Okay, so I can invert this mirror. By the way, so my mom is here for the long haul. Every once in a while, she talks about going back home, but I don't think she's really... I'm not quite sure. My aunt and uncle, however, another group of hustlers, um, they are definitely going back. So they built built homes. They're going back. They're going to, you know, go settle back in the islands again. But there's so many that that came here with that, hey, we're just passing through mentality. I was wondering whether or not your parents were the same. Um, That's a good question, honestly. I want to say during... I want to say that they're like they're like in the middle. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think there is a desire for them to go back, but then when you think about some of like health wise the mm-hmm. dangers over there, mm-hmm. I can definitely think that they do think about do they want to go back or not. Wow, because right. there's Nigeria is still like regardless of how it's grown, it's still very dangerous. It's still like yeah. like even where some of my unc- uncles and aunts live over there, they have to worry about you know being like hurt by you know. Uh, how I say this forces like Nigerian forces over there mm-hmm. like you know it's still kind of a wreck over there so wild wild westish yeah well, kind of there's for tribal sure. tension there's religious tension yes. as well yes so you've got to deal with both of those and exactly I mean not that we have a Scott you know free here in America but much more over there also my understanding, they got, I mean, warlords pop up all the time, right? And yes. Like Monday, they got be yes. like, I'm going to be a warlord. And yes. then just kind of go it and dis- do this thing. And- it disappears. Yeah. Actually, matter of fact, I remember, I think it was a couple of days ago, I heard one of my phone members talking about, like, they were on the phone talking, and I overheard a conversation where um, one of my aunt was talking to, talk was saying that a lot of Nigerians are leaving are leaving Nigeria, like, because of the dangers, the just the way the like, political viewpoints, all these things like that, that, of course, I'm still not 100%, you know, previ on, but yeah. it's definitely, like, I can definitely hear there's a lot of problems going over there, for and sure. Oil's a big thing. Oh, no, most definitely. In the pipeline. And yes. Who, who, yeah, so stuff like that. I mean, it's, again, it's fascinating for us because we don't get, often get insight into it and don't think about it. Um, I, it's fascinating thread, the, are you here for the long haul or are you here for the long visit? Um, which speaks to assimilation, which is kind of what we were discussing about with the social identity. You know, those those immigrants who come here who know they're going back will probably not fully assimilate until they make the conscious choice to go, I'm not, I'm not leaving, right? I mean, it, you know, that's a, a big thing as well. And I just wonder, you know, at what point does the immigrant decide to assimilate? Yeah, so I think it changes over time. I think there was a period of time where, um, at least in the modern era, you could make the decision, you know, I'm going back. I've got friends from PI, from the Philippines. They've been here working for years and years, established a homestead back in the island, 
And eventually when they retire, they'll go back to PI and kind of settle out there. I've got friends that, that do that. In the modern period, I think you can do that. Back in like turn of the century, you didn't have much of an option. <laughs> you put down all that you had to get on that boat. True. And when you got here, this is it. We're not, you know, True. There's, there's nowhere else to go. So I think it's it's changed slightly. Um, and 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 with it, obviously, communication too, right? So That's big. when deaths right. occur someplace else, you're still aware of it. It was kind of interesting to me that the whole uh, period of, I don't want to put a pall on things, but the whole COVID period, at least for the, the deaths in the, on the islands for us, people were putting this on YouTube. Yes. They'd have the ceremony and do it on YouTube so everybody could kind of, you know, dial in and see what happened. I was like, well, that's an interesting twist yeah, on, so on you funerals bring up and whatnot. The, <clears throat> the ease with which we can now communicate and travel, you're right, does hinder assimilation because it doesn't force you necessarily you don't have to. To, to assimilate, which, right. which is, again, can be a problem in a society where you're trying to organize society under a ethos, right, as, an, as America, Americans. And, you know, the idea is that if you come here, that's what you're going to be. And, and it, gets, it gets tougher and tougher, I think. And this is why you have a, you know, a school of thought that says that, you know, democracy ruled by the people, this kind of state, or, you know, nation state organization, it's just a passing phase and that we're going to move on to something else organizationally. Yeah. It's fun to think about. You see, you see the ability to communicate at that level to trickle its way down into our, our youth. Because like, so I'm a military brat, the Utes, and when when you would travel, you would just leave friends, and you'd be yeah. like, you unless you made the actual effort to go home and call them, and right. like they had to be on the phone at the same time, like in their house at the same time to get a hold yeah, of them. Yeah, that's a good point. Now you see people that they're like, oh yeah, I've got these friends back in North Carolina, and you know we talk every day, and I miss them. It's like well, when I was growing up. You missed them for a couple of weeks, and then you're like, okay, I can either sit here and mope, or I can go meet myself some new friends. Right, right. And you you grew with the new part of life. You turn the chapter, and you know you grew. So it, it's interesting to see how it affects just the level of communication affects assimilation on we've heard, levels. We've heard Brad talking about how often there's communication back to Nigeria. No, oh, yes, most definitely. Which, you know, you go back again in the turn of the century, that's not happening. Yeah. What's that? Really changed that for us. Oh yeah, is it big in the Nigerian community too? Oh, have mercy. Oh yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what is with WhatsApp? Everybody's on this thing. Yeah, honestly, like there was a time when uh, my mom was in Nigeria. WhatsApp was like everything she used for it. Like it's just the best way to communicate. Not just even for Nigeria, but just like Nigerians who were like in different places. Like I got family that's like in China right now, mm-hmm. and for them to communicate besides just talking on the cell phones they would use the the whatsapp the whatsapp so like that too i even have it but i don't use it very often because i would get random messages like from people from china i'm like yeah who are you I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. that can't be good yeah. yes so <laughs> i hear you, you know members of the ccp she should be wants to talk to me Trent, exactly me, man? exactly oh, I, I don't know what's going to happen so i don't trust i don't answer it because i'm kind of terrified why you, I, you how do you know who i am you get picked off the street by a black sedan <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly why is it going to be a black sedan <laughs> it's all about color with me that's why it's all about, it's all about so, color uh big so sports in the nigerian community football S- soccer, soccer soccer cricket at all 
I'm not sure about cricket, but definitely soccer because right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely see my aunts, my uncles, my yeah. grandparents still playing, still playing. Yeah, like my grandfather at the time was like a big soccer star over there. Oh, oh, that's I, cool. Something like that, or I'm 100 percent sure, but that's what I've been told. Sure, so sure, I just sure, go with that. Sure. Yeah, sounds exactly. like. But is um, that like one of those high school stories? Where like, oh yeah, I could still play. Like you, you, you only have one leg. How how are you supposed <laughs> to play? It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> Honestly, I chalk it up stories, nothing like that. But that's what he says. And yeah. I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to respect that. Gotcha. Is that so? Is that so? Sports is obviously intertwined in the community. Is what that where you kind of picked up the whole martial arts thing? Or um, for me, like for martial arts, it's just something I just I connected to. Just okay. like, like um, because I just grew up watching a lot of martial arts like movies and stuff right. like that, okay. and just. Like I'm a big Jackie Chan fan. Like I said, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee. Like I would remember like Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon, bro. Like the way Jackie Chan be moving, it'd be fluid. It'd just be like, yeah. ooh, it's like yeah. I was just seeing this man just like just fight. It was phenomenal. He would like use like cloth. He would like try to you know catch the man's hand, move him somewhere else, like <laughs> yeah. things like that. The way like and it was just so interesting to see how different great martial artists like Jackie Chan would fight differently from him. Like Jackie Chan was more like. I don't want to say not necessarily like afraid because he was just as about that action like anybody else, but he was definitely more defensive. Yeah. And like Jet Li, for example, was more very more aggressive, mm. and he would definitely show in the different styles. Like when I would watch like, what was that one movie where it was? Um, oh my God, I feel so like Romeo, like something. It was where. Was with Jackie Chan in it? No, it was like Jet Li was in it. it oh, was, Jet Li. It was like uh, Romeo Must Die, I think, or something. Oh, okay, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And like the way like Jet Li fought, it was very like he was aggressive. Like he was like you see him like bloody nose, things like that. Yeah. And you would definitely see it in Jackie Chan's like older films than his newer films, mm. for sure. So I'm obviously it can be with age too, but it was I could definitely see the difference in the different styles. Okay. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Lots of movies coming out of China now. Oh, China going crazy with the um, movies. So I the guy that taught Bruce Lee Eat Mine? Not, is uh, that his name? The there's a oh yeah, Eatmon. 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 yes. Yeah. All right, so he what a great series of movies. They're yes. they're building yeah, him up. Yeah, there's a there's a series of, me, of movies that came out about him that I, I kind of find it's interesting. Um, I don't know what that means for Hollywood, Andrew. Anything or Hollywood's going downhill quick. Is it actually? This is a great segue. The fact mm. of you want to know why Hollywood's going down down so quick. Tell me why Hollywood is why going is Hollywood going besides down so them quickly. slapping one another silly exactly. spit that knowledge yes yeah, so. no they're they're imposing wokeness in everything now yeah. we talk about this all the time like so we're both fans of old school cartoons so the nineties cartoons so we talk about like let's just keep it like DC Comics right Where the power of Grayskull that's not a DC comic <laughs> sorry, but I'd, we'll go with that so like you right, your yeah. Batman's you know Batman Superman yeah yeah DC I remember comic that. stuff Bugs Bunny. Well, now the new comic books they like they take they take uh right, right, regular right. superheroes and now they're right. now they're gay, now yeah, they're transgender, yeah. now they're all these things you're like, okay, I'm not against them being in this universe, Thor's but you're a, taking Thor's now a black woman? Is Thor now a black woman? Thor? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Thor is Natalie Portman. No, yes. Oh, you're talking no, about no, no. in the comic book? The, the comic book. book. Yeah. Thor is now a black woman, I believe, in the comic yeah. book. Yeah. Yes. He's a Norse god. He's a black woman now. Yeah. See, That's so that, that just keeps popping up. Part of the they they sit Netflix claims it's because of the, U- the Ukraine war, but a lot of people stopped watching Netflix because yeah, every show had it was Black Lives Matter related, transgender related, gay related, and a lot of it didn't even fit. You'd be like, 
We're gonna have right, right. we're gonna have a scary movie. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And it's gonna be a mom and a dad and their transgender kid. And you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> like what what does that have to do with anything? And you're like, so what's the scary part? And you're like, we don't know, but just for, we're gonna force this plot on you. Just like, stick with us. We're just gonna tr- trust us. Just trust us. Trust like, us. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like interesting. All, you know, you want this representation. So Hollywood just keeps forcing this into things that they're not creating new things. They're not creating like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool. Like we have this storyline, and oh, by the way, a byproduct is this person's transgender or this person's gay. It's Let's oh, take you have the this, old stuff. And yeah, you know, Superman. People like Superman. He's gay now. He's gay now. Gay Superman. You know, Aquaman. People like Aquaman. Yeah, he's gay now too. Yeah. Even though his entire plot line is that he becomes Aquaman because of a death of some of a girl he loves. All of a sudden, it's like. No, no, no. We, we we laid that groundwork in early comics, but just ignore that. Yeah, and that's not happening in China, is what you're saying. No, China yes. doesn't care about that. China cares about good stories, fun, like good, you know, relatively good plot, so long as you don't, you know, make China mad. When we talked about again the the, uh, the what's the program? Uh, I want to go negative, but the positive is. Uh, Make your boys more masculine. What was that uh, program that Chi Jinping was talking about? Oh, the sissification. Of, uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go negative. Oh, I want to go to the positive. He wants. To, yeah. He wants the, the the boys to be raised in Man- mas- masculinity. Get rid of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Let's just support masculinity. Not, yeah. you know, toxic. I think the toxic is forced. I think it's the woke thing. I hate the word toxic. I think. It, yeah, I, think it's forced. I don't understand it either. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes. I mean, you. I, I think it's a. I think it's an absolute canard. I hate oh, that. What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Toxic. toxic. It's toxic. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? So does the is Amber Heard an example of toxic femininity? Oh yeah, that's a bit. Women on Twitter are losing their minds over that though. Yeah. How are so? They really? I yeah. missed it. How so? So because there's a lot of like, so the Me Too movement was an actual thing. He'll tell you about the Me Too movement. He knows all about it. Let's not go there. It was <laughs> when it first started. That's, that's a right. That's a whole other episode. Oh Jesus. Yeah. But when, <laughs> when it first started, it was. Well, and then a bunch of people chimed in, and they were like, right. "Well, he told me no, so I'm going to add that in the meet. Like, no, I can't have that job, even though I'm not qualified in any way, shape, form, or format." And so they kept it; just kept building beyond past the purity of thing. Well, bad things were happening, and so there. This is kind of coming out the fact of Johnny Depp lost. Johnny Depp lost everything because of what this woman said, and it's like, okay, so if we don't destroy this woman because of. The whole feminine, you know, oh, well, she's a woman. It must be right because why would she lie? It's like, well, no, clearly she's a psychopath. And I she, believe the woman. <laughs> so we're going to turn her to losing their minds. They're, they're not, not, not okay with this. Very interesting. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of things are interesting that we're, uh, that we're at least <laughs> eyeballing now. Yeah. Um, Go, Carrie. Go, Carrie. Bradley, so, you can speak up if you have an opinion on this. Oh, it's yeah, man. We want to hear the opinion, to be honest with you, because we're boring. (laughs) Well, like with this situation with the whole uh, Amber Heard and, you know, and his name escaped me right now. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a wild thing. It's just seeing like what he's going through and seeing how she's acting with everything is terrifying. Like just knowing that she could just say what she says and people just believe it and don't want to see any evidence or proof of it. The only reason why we're seeing proof of it now is because it's just in your face now, like the recording calls and yep. people just connecting dots and not using like using their brains and just making sense of a whole, of the whole situation. And the fact that she doesn't understand the labels you put on that man could ruin his life. 
did ruin his life. It, and, I mean, yeah. yeah, it did ruin his life. And <laughs> it's just that that goes for like any guy. Like, and honestly, like when you're thrown with certain labels, it just ruins everything for you. Whether you're, it's, whether it's true or not, it would just, it can destroy your life. And that's a terrifying thing to mm-hmm. just to be aware of. Yeah. It makes you definitely nervous of how to approach people and not knowing like, just a misunderstanding can just lead to a a, a spiral, like a downward effect. And it's just, it's terrifying. It's crazy that we live in that society. I mean, we have guys, we train it to people, you know, like you work with somebody, right? Like, let's just say Bradley and I are working and he needs a ride home. You're like, I'll give you a ride home. But if it's me and a girl working or a guy, it's like, no, no, you call them an Uber. You, make, <laughs> you, yeah. you make sure there's somebody else in the room. You'd be like, well, right. We're front. No. So in the drive, in the drive for equality, right? And and careful, Chris. Well, I mean, it needs to be said the drive for equality, and, and women are rightfully so in a lot of ways, right? Equal, not the same. I think that's probably the best way to say it. Gotcha. Okay. And yet, in a situation like this with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Why does it seem so odd to us? If, if, if we're going to embrace the equality, it should be as equally possible that she's as much of a, a uh, abuser as a man could be, I right? Think, I don't think that's a crazy... I, I, think, I think there are a lot of people who are like, you know, especially women, like, she can't do that. She's a woman. I think the crazy part is that he had to go to court for it to come yeah, out. There's that too, yeah. He had to go... To, he had to sue for it for people to believe... Disney didn't take his word for it. He was like, no, I didn't do that. You're like, well, she said you did. It's like, okay, so you can't be a part of this. Yeah. You can't be a part of that. Like, I had to sue for that? I mean, I I mean, I think there's a lot of crazy people out there, so when crazy people do crazy things, I'm not like, what? It's like, yeah, you know, there's crazy people out there that... So, just random neuron firing, but what Andrew was talking about, the difference between, like, if if Brad needs to drive home, Andrew can take him home. But if it's... You know, Bradalina, that, that's not yeah. going to happen, right? <laughs> so I heard this, this comic do a bit about how he had taken his his sister's child, so it was his his uh, nephew, to the mall, and this woman came up and started fawning over the child. Oh, you're such a you know cute little baby. Oh, you know how is he three years old? Oh, hey, you know you're you're, you're adorable. I tell you what, when you when you're grown, I'm going to come back and you know come back for you. And you know that was all kind of you know handsome kid, whatever. And the comic turned it right around and goes. You as a man try walking up to oh, a woman Lord, and, no. and and her her niece. Yeah, when you're 18, yeah. I'm gonna come back for no, you. Oh dear God, no! <laughs> it doesn't play well. Yep, the yeah. sirens would be uh, <laughs> the lights. Exactly. Yeah, security exactly. would be there with some swiftness. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it struck me as funny, and you hit it right on the head. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. It's, it is odd. It is there's an oddity there, um, and I think what that speaks to is that there's an equality, but on a sameness. I just think that there's this. I just think there's this, there's again there's a bunch of loud people that have kind of ruined it for everybody. Cause yes, <laughs> I talk to my wife about it all the time. She's like, not everybody's like that. I was like, right, but the let's just call it twenty percent that are like that. The loud ones. We're so damn loud that everybody was like, okay, we're not gonna, you know, we don't want to tick them off. Yeah, not. Yeah, you know, it's like those people that go that uh, because we're dealing with a property that has this. There's one lady in the homeowners association. That for whatever reason doesn't like red, sh- red shutters. There's 300 homes in the neighborhood. They all have red <laughs> shutters. And she shows up to every homeowner association meeting and goes, 
the color red offends me. And her her hope, and she's gonna get she gets louder and louder, is that the HOA is gonna make everybody repaint their shutters. The color red offends me. I don't know. Maybe she's a bull on her part time. <laughs> I, I hope she listens to this podcast. Yeah. Because I think that just because you're offended doesn't make you right. Correct. So Yep. That is true. Take I your agreed. red shutter and my red shutter and Yeah. Shutter. Go, go but I'm away. just saying there's somebody that literally thought you know what? I'm bigger and better than all That's the right. other 300 homes in this neighborhood. Narcissism. But maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it's the underlying is that if I just being offended now somehow gives you special status, rights, power, yeah, whatever that is, and we, there is no right to not be offended, as far right. as I know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, how? So how? Is your family, and I see that very broad brush, right. responding to the times? These aren't the times in which they emigrated to this country, right? right? Um, these are very different times, and it's kind of weird times. So, how are they responding to all the stuff that they're seeing around them right now? So, honestly, like when it comes to August, okay, so when my family goes to, like, let's say, Nigerian functions. Yeah. When they get, especially when it's like, when it's like home functions. So when they gather up and I'm witnessing sometimes like throughout my life and just sometimes where I happen to be there for some particular reason, I see them, they get very, what's the word? The politics gets them very riled up. Like when it comes to Nigerian politics and when it comes to American politics, they go crazy. Like when it came to like the, the presidency when it came to the you know the recent election uh the most recent recent election they was going crazy with the constant back and forth like you know i'm a democrat da, da, da. i'm a republican we don't support republicans da, da, da. you know it's it's very interesting when i see them discuss it you can just see the passion in their eyes mm. like they just they just go crazy like my you know, you know that con- you know like the the stereotype of like you know uh, black men or black women being very very loud. Yeah. It's like that. Like it's very. It's like times ten. Like I can hear. I can like leave my house, walk halfway down, and I still hear them. Like, <laughs> so the Nigerian like, households, you guys scream. I want to say screaming is a normal, yeah. A, yeah. a normal way of talking. Oh like, really? Uh, normal way of talking. It's just so the, it's the, passion. Yeah. The disadvantage that we had is oh, advantage, depending no insult intended, was that we were we were subjects to the British Crown. Yes. So Ooh, for yes. us, there's this whole kind of Victorian demure and kind of quietly, you know, soberly dressed right. in black, huh. so, thinking through things, um, and. And you mix that in with with West Indians, and it just is chaotic, right? Because Carnival is the only time that we could lose our minds. And oh whatnot. yes, but most West Indians, when we when we talked about politics, that's the also the so sports and politics, yes. the typical things, right? Yes. That's when oh yeah, spittle is flying, right? Yes, fingers are pointing. You know, exactly. families are breaking up, mashing mm. up, as we say, mm. um, and then they'll come back together. Again, exactly, because you know, exactly. it's all about rum. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to them it's just fun. Like it's just yeah, it's just yeah. fun just debating, just being like, Oh no, you're wrong. No, right. you're wrong. Like you're like 
I don't get none of this, but okay. What's Mm -hmm. hilarious is that, I I shouldn't say hilarious. What's interesting to me is, so I've got a cousin in in England. Yeah. She's a nurse over there. Um, And so we talk about, every once in a while we talk about sports and whatnot. So the Brits, again, very, you know, stiff upper lip, kind of reserved in the emotion thing. Not when it comes to soccer. True. It is like the opportunity to let every emotion fly from adulation to oh yeah tears you know yes. but yeah that's yes. uh anyway which we, is we've funny. inherited we've inherited <laughs> some of that which is funny because nobody ever scores in a damn soccer game oh yeah they do you gotta watch the match in order to i will it. say it, it is a very much a it ain't 74 to anti anti-american sport in the sense that it does require patience yes and a a bigger picture the no, over-under in a soccer game is three. Okay. Yeah. It's a two-hour game. It's 90 minutes. <laughs> it is. is <laughs> again, it, it, it is a, a three. Anti-American. And I, said, and I mean that in the sense that it's not your typical American way of looking at well, things. Well, you don't want to start betting on cricket, right? Because there's like a tea break in the middle while everybody stands right, out there. Yeah. Also, cricket you know, can get scored to like 100, 200. You're just like, I don't understand. Yeah, you go three century yeah. and plus. Plus, have yeah, you ever yeah. tried to throw like a cricket pitcher? Yeah, it's real tough. It's like a weird, it's a motion that you never would. Yeah. I don't even understand how you would teach it. You'd be like, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to get real drunk hey, so this, and then jump. There, there are cricket clubs here out in uh, Chesapeake and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bunch yeah. of Pakistanis and West Indians. So. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Very weird. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, I had a question, but I've lost it. You guys need a, to recharge. Take another you? drink and you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> really. All right, so Brad, you're, uh, you're, uh, how old are you? I am 28. 28 years old. All right. Oh, so, man. Yeah. I remember 28. Barely. Finishing up school. What's Barely. the next thing? So you yeah. want to be a lawyer? I do want to be a lawyer. Ooh. I do find myself struggling with what I really want to do. It's just. Uh, so why do you want to be a lawyer? Because, I mean, I'm, it is interesting. It is get my attention. I am a fan of, like, criminal justice in the sense of, like, I do care about the law. I do care about, like, just how everything goes within it. I... It's it's just it's very difficult at times for me. Like I juggle it because of the, like I'm just a very nerdy person. So I'm into like a, a lot of this nerd stuff. And sometimes that grabs my attention more at times. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I think about being a lawyer. I think about being a paralegal. Or what else is there? You know what I'm saying? And nerds make a lot of money doing nerd things. Yes. Yes. Elon Musk. <laughs> exactly. Elon. There we go. We tweeted at him. Let's see if he gets back at us. <laughs> it's just it's just hard to figure out like how do you like if this is not something you want, what how do you go about mm-hmm. something else? Mm-hmm. Just and keep moving forward. That's true. That's which, true. Which is a fair. Which no, which is fair. I just it's just I had a struggle right now. Yeah. But so, my main focus is just to graduate and then I'll figure it from there. So okay, what's your no. what's your major though to you? Criminal justice. Oh, right. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down the right path. So and if he listens, I should send this to him. Um, a buddy of mine was the dispersing officer on my first ship. What's a and these were the days, Chris, With back cash? In the, when you like actually it. had. Oh, I remember you, that. You get cash yeah, I remember for that. pay in the middle. Paul was the dispersing I remember, officer. I remember the cage. Right, the cage with the, the yeah, cage, and you yep. give him the slip and they count out the cash. And yeah, give you a change. That was your, your paycheck. Um, so he was the, we called him the Dispo. 
Um, the thing about him was he was a little he was a little nerdy because he would actually kind of like he'd read the dictionary. Geeky. Which, yeah, we we thought that was we thought that was weird. Anyway, long story short, gets out of the navy, gets his jurisprudence practices for a while, and now he's a, now he's a judge. He's sitting on the sweet. bench. And, that's uh, really cool. That's really that's kind of tough. Um, so I, I don't know. I, we we talk about different ways to figure out what you ought right, to be, right, and yep. um, I yep. am I am I am. Not convinced that there is a cookie cutter methodology That's for it. Probably, I'm still trying right. to figure out what I should be when I grow up. But um, for now, at least I've got a roof over my head, and I'll keep going with that. No. Try and fail. At least you tried. That is true. No, you're not wrong. And I and me doing this, I still want to see it through because at the end of the day, like we have these things as hobbies. That the nerd stuff we do, it is hobbies. But before you can make that like a real thing for yourself, you got to have some kind of way to back that up. Yeah. So like me going for this, whether it's being a lawyer, being a paralegal, being whatever within the criminal justice system, I have to use that to help myself like foster my hobby. If I want to make money off of it or something like that. Right. Right. That's what I'm starting to understand. And don't, don't forget, you don't know what you don't know. So as soon as you get through, you graduate, you get into the legal world. There's, there, there's, there's probably things out there that you're like, oh, I want to go do that. You have no idea about. Yeah, and it happens to all of. I mean, we all have those things where you're like, I had no idea that was an option. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, I have a, a friend who has a history degree, right? And they wanted to be the person on movie sets Ooh. that would make sure that they were historically accurate. That's, That's what right. they wanted to do. It was like I didn't even know it was a thing. Like, oh yeah, it's a big thing. It's like, how how'd you know that? And they were like, oh, I started researching. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. okay. Okay, no, I definitely, I know, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for that. Like, I do, I was like, I don't 100% know yet, but I know there's something out there for me. I'll figure it out. I just, gotta just like you said, just look around. You find, I'll find something. I, just, well, I mean, I, I think, I mean, Andrew and Carrie, right, that each step forward, right, as long as you're moving, that's right. good. And seeing something to the end, there's something about seeing something to the end, whether it's academic, whether it's, you know, physical, if you're doing a workout or whatever, seeing something difficult to the end is a building block mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And you can build on that no matter what. Even if, you know, even if, you know, three, four years from now, you're doing something completely different, not even associated with the legal world. You did that. Exactly. You did it. And I think we don't often give ourselves enough credit for no, for sure. Doing that. I mean, I preach it all the time. Probably, probably retarded. But if you're going to come in and do it and waste your time doing it, at then, least do it. Yeah. Do it right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't just come in and... Well, that's the... That's the be the best janitor you can be. <coughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Do we do we have time for a poem? We do. Depends how long the poem is. Yeah. It's only three stanzas. Should we do, should, should we do the lights? No, let's okay. not. Go ahead. Go crazy. Should we light up? Edgar Albert Gist. Oh. See it through. <laughs> Stop snapping your beat, fingers. Beat poem, let's go. All right, here we go. All right, hit it. When you're up against a trouble, meet it squarely face to face. Lift your chin and set your shoulders. Plant your feet and take a brace. When it's vain to try to dodge it, do the best that you can do. You may fail, but you may conquer. Mm. See it through. Mm, okay, Black okay. may be the clouds about you and your future may seem grim. But don't let your nerve desert you. Keep yourself in fighting trim. If the worst is bound to happen, spite of all that you can do, 
Running from it will not save you. See it through. Even hope may seem but futile when the troubles you're beset. But remember you are facing just what other men have met. You may fail, but fall still fighting. Don't give up whatever you do. Eyes front, head high to the finish. See it through. Mm, so, okay. all right, I'm going to piggyback on that. Oh, go. Only because it's perfect. Because it, essentially the same tone, the same ethos, the same spirit, the same Crispin's Day speech. <laughs> right? Henry V. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's exactly what it is. And, oh, and, damn. No. Do I need to Google something real quick? No, no. you're done. Don't read the whole thing. But <laughs> we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Mm. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition, and gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves accursed they were not here. Exactly. And hold their manhoods cheap while my, and he speaks that fought with us upon St. Christmas Day. Just the fact that you, were, you, you, you did it, you followed through. Head high, you followed through. Yeah, I don't care yeah, what it is you're doing. Yeah. 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 So one other twist on that, because I've been, I've been kind of talking about this and dealing with this a little bit too, is that in as much as you learn a, a great deal of things as you, as you go through life and these things are kind of pelted at you and you, you discover how to continue to wage through and kind of overcome, right. you're, you're, you're being taught a lesson that I would encourage you to store up. Because there'll be an opportunity to turn around and teach it to someone else. Good yes. point. It Good wasn't. Point. It wasn't so easy, you know, for any of us to get where we are, and it wasn't so easy for any of our forefathers to get where they were. Um, it's always a challenge, and sometimes what what I I think we should be mindful of is the necessity to encourage others along the path too. So you're 28. I remember. Long, long time ago, being twenty-eight mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. necessarily knowing and understanding what uh, what you know what course to take or what path to take, you'll be fine. Keep keep on pressing, you know. Yeah, um, and uh, and you know, one immigrant to another. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, it is a it is a truly beautiful thing to be in this country. I uh, know for sure. Um, I think unlike many native born or those that aren't necessarily continuing the connection to their roots. Um, there's a little bit of forgetfulness that happens here. And, and once, you know, they're in the salad bowl of the United States. Um, the reality is that some of us either remember it ourselves or are connected closely enough to realize, I know what that was. I know what this is. And this is a heck of a lot better. And I will continue to kind of plumb the depths of this as much as I possibly can. So yeah, exactly. Take up every opportunity you can there. Sorry, dear. No, I think I think it's, it's a beautiful. That's a beautiful thought. I think that another way to look at it, you've got someone who was went to film school, right? You got a brown shoe, right? I was not a brown <laughs> shoe. You weren't. I'm a black shoe. You're a black shoe. So. Okay. Sorry, let me dig into that real quick. So in the Navy, the ship driver guys are the are the black shoes. Okay, gotcha. And we make we make fun of the aviators because they they wear the brown shoes, and we claim that they step in stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and I I was a pilot, and and now now you know the three of us aren't doing either of those things. Right, those things. So it's you know just it is life is one step 
after the other. And, you know, I think Andrew's right. If you're going to do something wherever you are, just be the best of it. Just do it. And I, I bring that up just meant that you never you don't know what's going to happen. So there, like I said, there's a really great Mitch Hamburg joke, which I when I heard it, I didn't really take it as a joke, but it's meant to be a joke okay. because if you're lost in the woods, build a house. Oh, because yeah. you're no longer lost. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> like, where are you? <laughs> where are you? Right here. Yeah, no, that's I'm right true. here. That is true. Yeah, yeah. that's great stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like really quiet over there, dude. You, I. I've known you for a while now, and you've never been this quiet, ever. Honestly, I think it's just it's just nerves. I just you know, sure, yeah. I get that. Yeah, it's just more of nerves than anything else. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm just it's Andrew. You're yeah. so intimidating. Is I'm, I'm definitely people tell me that all the time. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm not behind that mask. You're kind of scary. I mean, the uh, <laughs> the microphone there. You're kind of scary. Somebody told me that the other day. They go, you know, you kind of like when I first started working for you, you really scared me. And I go, what about now? They go, you still scare me. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely moments for sure. It's you like, can be okay. Is he yeah. okay? Like, uh, is a person to work with? Or is oh no, he's kinda... oh, no, he's definitely incredible. He's he no, he has a little rough up, rough around the edges kind of moments. Yeah, but you know, you know, he means well. So all it's right. like he's all about just you know, he's like he's a good leader in that sense. He's definitely for sure. Like, I, you, I think I, we can all agree with that. I definitely learn a lot from him. So we were talking uh, uh, a while back about kind of Musk and his plan to populate Mars. Ooh, yes, sir. Um, I know that's a that's, heck of a that's a rabbit hole, but I mean, so is Andrew one of those leaders that we should be sending up there? I'm no, we need Andrew's no. skill set to, to, to go to Mars. Done? Yeah, to get things done. To get things done, most definitely. He definitely makes sure to get It'll it done. It'll be successful, but then, you know, people will be complaining we, to HR. Then we lose Andrew. Then we lose it. Yeah. And that would be a, a sad loss. We don't want to lose Andrew, of course. I gave the speech today. I hired somebody new. And I go, the very first thing I tell people when I hire them is, just so you know, I'm a jackass to work for. And they go, it's not that bad. And somebody in the back was like, it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine that for sure. Well, as long as I don't call in sick and go to the beach, you're good, right? Yeah, yeah as long as you don't you. call in sick and go to the mm, beach, you're good. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. So I saw a piece on the news this morning. A gentleman, I forget his age, but he broke the Guinness World Record for the longest employee at a particular job. He'd been working there. I don't know, 79 Holy years cow. or something like that. Was it a politician? No, he was working. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris can know that one. Man. We talking Nancy pays my lids off of Pelosi. No, uh, this guy was doing um, textiles. He was importing and exporting textiles for a number of oh, years. And, wow. and the team, and he's just like, it just, it's like it's a good, it's I mean, a good hey, look, gig. It's fun. It keeps me sharp. I, I'm producing. Exactly. You know, I'm, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's in his 80s or 90s. Well, 90s at this point, oh and he, he's still he's going crazy. Still oh, that's tough. It, I like know? that. Oh, wait. It's like, huh? There, there you are, go. There are people out there that are going to die working. Yeah, I'm probably one of those people. My my wife goes. So you should retire. You know, you accumulated all these different businesses, and you kind of got a bunch of stuff going on. She's like, what point are you going to stop working? I go, you don't want me to be not working that that all of that's going to just show up at our house and you'll be like you got to go <laughs> good get luck. out <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> there was a period where i wasn't yeah. where i wasn't you know yeah. in day and I, I was home a lot she goes like our apartment was immaculate you know everything was organized and then the end of the first week got here and she goes when are you going back you know? <laughs> 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 yeah, have, have a video against the system yeah, yeah. absolutely what are you doing that does not go there in the refrigerator yeah 
I think it's like a dude thing too, just to want to work because I think like Amen as that. like men, Amen we just we want more. We always trying to accomplish or conquer something, so we can't just sit around and just do nothing. Yeah. Everybody. So to be like, again, we're keeping the streak alive, <laughs> man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Put the microphone there. <laughs> That's what I want to know. So to give credit where credit is due, my wife loves working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loves working. The idea of being a stay-at-home mom is not anywhere remotely in her wheelhouse. I go, what if we have seven kids? She goes, still going to have to work. Need no pair. Right. Let's move on. Yeah. I hear I mean, you. No, that's really cool. Though. She's like, you can be a stay-at-home dad. Like, okay. Sure. So, I'm not, no, I mean, hey, look, that's not a bad deal, if too. If you'd look. like to live in a museum. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not a good question. Do you, like, think when it comes to... Okay, so, like, Andrew brought a good point with his wife being a, you know, a very working woman. Do you think it comes from the fact that like just a different generation of women are that now? Or my wife, my wife was a stay-at-home mom. So was mine, but I will tell you that. Um, and I'm hoping I'm not gonna divulge confidences here, but I, I do think that she had concerns about having gone through and gotten a college degree, and then being That's a good topic, kind of. I wouldn't say relegated, but kind of determining that instead of pursuing a, a career, she was going to take care of the homestead. So and, and when, that that was challenging. Exactly when though didn't we begin to downgrade the value of a mother at the home, in the home? I, so that's that's a great topic. Because I understand. I understand the the. 40s, 50s, 60s, stereotypical misogynistic view of a woman's places in the home. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But. Don't we, agree. We, necessarily we, agree with it. We, but. We, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I understand the pushback against that. And, right. and there should be a push. You, you know, you shouldn't. If a woman has the talent and the ability and the, and the drive, to, great. Right. But the negative impact of that was the devaluing of the woman who dedicates herself to something other than herself. Yeah. And that's a shame. Yeah. Why it should be both and not either or. Should be both and. You you know, you, you can do you know, go out and have a career and you can be a stay-at-home mom. It shouldn't be well you can do one or the other. So I've I've to, often, to, to have value, to right. have value I should say. So I've often thought that it's kind of incrementalism, right? So we've we've had this very conservative thou shalt be mother and provider and this and that and the other and the pendulum it seems to me has swung to you can be ceo if you want to be right right and i think at some point it will settle out on both and and yeah, yeah, yeah. both and but we're not both we're both, not, we're both not are there. valuable both are needed mm-hmm. exactly yeah, yeah. No, no, for I, sure. i'm hoping my daughter's generation is going to be able to do that a well lot. i'm saying we, he's the, the point is that we've swung from a woman's place in the home yeah. to and no place else. You can do everything, right? Which literally you can't, right? So the the middle point is there's value in both, and society needs both. And, and I think there's there's value in remembering history, right? So here oh, yeah. we are, yeah. men sitting in 2022, right? And and it is not that far afield from the 19. 
sixties when women could not sign for a loan right. without right. their husband co signing. Correct. Yes. Yep. That's, yep. A, that's, that's a that's a that's a par- if there's a paradigm shift in, in mm-hmm. ever, that's a paradigm shift, right? Yeah. So we, we've gotten to the point, I think, I hope, I pray, where that kind of equality of womanhood is is um I don't use the word equity. Equality of womanhood is in, not is sameness. In where equality, it needs to. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, are we going to go forward into that and determine it for all women across the board? Because I've often asked this question: What is equality when it comes to women? When fifty percent of all women are employed, <laughs> or or a hundred percent of women? No, I think are, just are opportunity, empl- right? I, so I, I definitely agree with that. I I think when it comes to things like that. I would say like that is what it is because when people say like equality for both men and women, it was goes to like like the physical aspect all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think most time women just want the opportunity to do what they can, right. like the chance to do it, yeah. like what men are doing. Right, agreed. Yeah, but then I hear from different perspectives. Like shout out to the poor man's podcast. Um, when it oh, comes nice. to when it comes to them. It, when, when it comes to what he's been saying too about how women, some of it is like in like nature, like women at, at some point want to be like stay at home women. Like, right. yes, they like the work, right, right. but at some like their biology makes them want to be at home at some point. You know, that, that men want to do that. But that should not be a controversial topic. That should, because biologically, women are the only ones who can have children. Yes. Right. Come on now, Chris. <laughs> not even if you're a Democratic. You apparently man. have not woken up to the fact. No, no, no. Because I know two weeks ago that men, men can be birthing parents. I understand that. But now that the whole scosing was leaked, now I it's not turkey breed. Now it's so. if men could get pregnant, this wouldn't happen. So. I, no, no, I'm saying there's been I a paradigm went, shift from two within a week. I went two weeks to, ago. It was men could get pregnant. Now the argument is, well, if men could get pregnant, well, wait, you just said men could get pregnant. I went down to the DNC to register just because you know why not. Mm-hmm. And they said, did you? Here's your registration. Here's your man can be a, a birthing parent form and how to do it. And it's in Chinese. And <laughs> they said, <laughs> that's awesome. No, just I, kidding. I would never be caught. They would literally smell me coming. They'd be like. Oh, there's a guy who believes in capitalism. He can't be in here. Right. You can't be progressive that, and believe in Brad's capitalism. Point, Brad's point is valid. There is, there is a, there is a. Don't lie to that man. There's a difference. There's a difference <laughs> between men and women. There's this physiologically, biologically. Really? I think really shocking. And there is there there's a point where I think, you know, not all women, but most women go, you know, I feel like I'm called to do something with my biology. So right. I'm just I'm just throwing this out there yeah. as far as. You know, we kind of, sadly, we follow the retail as a society. If you still, if you walk into a store, there's still a men's section and a women's section. Correct. There is not just a clothes Correct. section. We haven't gotten to the Star Trek level yet. Where everybody oh, just wears the same thing. Everybody wears yeah, the same thing. point, yeah. Why shouldn't we? That's a good point. Well, the problem becomes... I don't look good in spandex. I'm just going to tell you. Hey, superheroes do I look right? fantastic so in spandex. I'm just kidding. Just stop, okay? Just stop. I need a cape. No capes. No, no capes. No capes. I love the capes. Do you remember uh, <laughs> Weatherman? <laughs> what, a, what a great, what a great little oh, scene yeah. inside that whole film is like no, no capes. Mode. Mm, no mode. No capes. Okay, Doc. All right, go ahead, Brad. You're saying? Oh no, it's. You should be hyped because we just made an animated movie reference. I know. I was. I was excited. I was. I was smart from both end to end. 
Um, from end to end, from you know, from like up to down, or you know, from like side to side. <laughs> Most people call it ear to ear, not end oh, to end. Oh, my bad. You know, you all know, I don't oh know all these words. Gosh. Um, all these sayings. What is it? Um, words. <laughs> More words. Um, I just think it's a very interesting topic because when it comes to women and men, we're definitely like there's just some things we're not 100 percent equal in. Like when it comes to like. Like when it comes to protection aspect, I've I've always been told that women want a man to always protect them in multiple occasions. A prime example, like okay, when it snows at your car, who was there to go and get the get the shovel, like get your car out? The shovel, that's shovel, yeah. Like yeah. you know, a guy does that. You know right. what I'm saying? That's not that a woman can't not do that it. A, exactly. Not that a woman can't can, yeah, do exactly. it. Of course, of course, they're just as no. Capable. I make my wife do it. <laughs> you want a quality go go shovel in the driveway how'd that work out for you <laughs> her car's still covered in snow <laughs> in may, in may. <laughs> i bring the snow in every day yeah, and just yeah, cover the car to add. <laughs> again th- it, it's it's those kinds of discussions those kinds of statements should not be met with hostility they should be if someone has an issue with that then then we can parse out down to the you know the the smallest detail. What, what you're saying is in 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 broad context that that's kind of the way things are. Does that mean that a woman can't protect herself? No, that's not what can. we're saying. And plenty of examples of women who can protect themselves. That's not the point. And again, we go back to equality, not sameness. Right. And so, I mean, part of it it makes me think back to uh, Kirsch, uh, John, when he was here. Right. Um, this kind of concept of growing as an individual, learning mm-hmm. as we get old. You know, my concept of, oh God, I'm going to get so much stuff from Kim when I get home. My concept of what a husband was when we first got married and my concept now, not totally different, but different. 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 Evolved. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. has evolved. Correct. Right? So, you know, um, you know, Hulk Hogan, I'm here to protect you and take care of you for the rest of your life. Um, some of that remains absolutely right, but you like the damsel in distress and weak, and if you're stressed out enough, you're gonna faint on your fainting couch with your fainting handkerchief or whatever. That I mean, that's gone, right? Yeah. I mean, this woman handled multiple deployments. By the I came Correct. back, there was a new car. The next time I came back, there was a new house, and you know, and then right. the next time was a new baby, and I was just like, I mean. So clear, well, my kid. Okay. Um, <laughs> honey, I was at Walmart yeah, yeah. and there was a baby for sale. I six, had to buy it. Six month deployment. You can do it. Um, so <laughs> it clearly able to handle things. Right. And so right. some of the, and that, the, I, want, I want to use the word maturing, but that maturing is something that I hope, Kim, you'll tell me later on, right. that happens on both, both sides. sides. And I and, think that's, that's, I think, again, I think it's God's plan, right? I think there's a there's a there's much to be learned from both sides of that relationship, so that as you discovered, your wife can do things that maybe without being in this without being married to you, she probably would never have done, right? Right? Mm. And you now, how long you been married now? Come on, don't 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 put yourself in Andrews. You know how long you've been married. Come on, <laughs> go big. How long have you been married? Go big. So you talking to me? Yeah, yeah I'm, talk- I'm pretty you sure. Talk- yeah. You talking to me? <laughs> Twenty. Go big. 
three years. Okay, so hold on. I, I have to I, defend myself. I know there's the... My wife conflates it. Right, right, right. So she takes in the period of time when Correct. we were in college together and adds Not married. Yeah, so it messes the number right, up. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Now we have the same problem. How long have you been married? Four years. How long have you been together? <laughs> 14 years. Right, right. So 18 years. Of, right. Wait, 18 years of marriage. But not married, not married for 18 years, just married for four. So the point being is that there is, a, there is a, an exchange, there's a learning, there's a, you know, an osmosis between man and woman where you learn things that you wouldn't learn had you not spent 23 years with your wife. Yeah. Right? Oh, I've learned some stuff. Oh, we've learned some stuff. <laughs> oh, we've learned some stuff. But like to take it to a, yes, a I agree with you. level. Same level, but you meet different people. I think God has a plan that you he puts different people in your life when he goes, you need to learn this. You need to learn this. Mm. You need to learn, you know, like I tell I tell Bradley all the time, it's like, had I not met you and had to manage you and coach you and train you, there's a whole skill set that's now in my tool belt that I would not have had had I not encountered you just because of the individual that you are. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, there, which carries over to a different into my it carries into my marriage it carries into right. the way that yeah. i you know i parent i parent the way that i do a lot of things is because it's like even oh, on oh lord i'm just saying like it's it's a it carries itself over because i manage I, my children not manage but you know <laughs> it's my staff but it's my okay. staff yeah. <laughs> my personal so staff. i'm i'm uh, i agree with you i don't know if any of you have ever looked underneath a Intricately patterned carpet or rug. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when a friend passed away that one of the cards read Look that, on the back of a tapestry. Yeah, right. It's like God is weaving a tapestry yeah. that is absolutely beautiful, intricate beyond our belief. But He sees the design; we see the back end of it. Yeah, and it looks randomized. It looks right, like it right. doesn't follow much of a pattern. But trust and believe that, yeah, there's a reason for us to kind of interface and so, bounce off of each other. I guess to get personal, um, back when I was in pilot training in Lubbock, Texas, Research Force Base, Lubbock, Texas, my wife, um, you know, it was first time moving away from home, and uh, she got involved with theater there. And I remember going to the, the, the local theater group, and there was a guy in there, the manager, the guy who ran the thing, and on his wall, he had a picture of a KC-135. And turned out he was a KC-135 pilot. Ooh. That's a plane. That's, that's a plane. Thank you. <laughs> and as a, a as, a, as a young, cocky, you know, student pilot, don't have my wings yet, so how cocky could you be? But you know what it is. <laughs> um, I thought to myself. You could, you could almost see a young yeah. Chris doing this. I thought, to myself, I thought to myself, what is this pilot doing here doing theater? What the heck? What the heck? heck? Exactly. He must have washed out. Well, you know. 1992. Fast forward 30 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, huh? <laughs> that guy had <laughs> that guy had it together. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That guy knew what he wanted to do. And you know, I didn't see it back then. I didn't right. see it. 30 years later, I'm going, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. There's so, there's courage, yeah. understanding, yeah, self-knowledge, maturity. Maturity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, I look at it happened the other day. I was I was dealing with somebody, and so you guys know I had a pretty what you say I had a pretty shitty week. Shitty two week. weeks over there. Yeah, it was yeah. it was awful. Yeah, yeah. And then I was so I was yelling at the individual who was basically the center of 
the shittiness. So from now on, by the mm. way, I have access to a catfish farm. You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No one should be making you. They're the pigs this, of the river. Guy. They're not That's the right. pigs of the river. So yeah. I'm having this. I'm going into the worst part of myself. And then all of a sudden this like image of this person that I encountered years ago. And I didn't really like this person, but they had said something and it clicked in my head and it totally changed the way that I went about the back end of that conversation. And it just changed the entire dynamic. And I was just like this one person who had, I mean, I think I had maybe 25 minutes interaction with this person before I realized I did not like them. Yeah. But what they had said affected that moment yeah. that changed everything. It literally changed everything. Brett, I was I was going to ask because I think there's so, I mean, faith intertwines are it, it's kind of embedded in everything that we do. Um, I know that Nigeria is um, I don't know if it's a majority or partially Muslim. There are a lot of Muslims in Nigeria. And a lot sure. of Christians. Oh, there yeah. Too. So faith is, is, oh, it's a big in, part of a everything. Big part of a big society. part. And so um, there is at least one scripture that comes to mind, one Christian scripture that comes to mind where the Bible says that God says, Yes. My word, once I've said it, right. will not come back to me empty or void. Right. It will accomplish the thing that I sent it to do exactly right yeah. and so to your point andrew there are times when yeah some word is spoken into our lives and just kind of sits dormant for a period yeah short period long period and, clicks at one and then after a while yeah yeah i you find know, that right? as a as a I, I coach a lot of people so like i talk i talk about it all the time i build culture that's what i do i coach a lot of people in my various businesses that's like what i do but there's a what lot of you, what do you do yes does he do anything? I don't know. But like, I find myself quoting people. It's that, a joke, folks. That grow, growing up, I never gave him the time of day. You'd be like, "Yeah, whatever, dude." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. But now you're like, "Oh, way to go, Confucius." <laughs> so that you, you just end up quoting people or remembering things that people said that you. Well, you just talked about it. that. That yeah, that, that just popped into your head. It's like right there when you needed it. You know, but so, you were open to it. That's a, that's the other thing. You were open to it. Well, so 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 he's having this this conversation in the middle of a crappy week or crappy two weeks with the epicenter of the crappiness. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna kill that person. Right. To be very fair. Right, right. <laughs> he was he was gonna call you about the catfish, and you have a choice. You always your will is always involved, right? Abby Abby needs to be on the talk about this. Yeah. Your will is always involved, and he had a choice because that popped into your head, and you can either right listen to it. And follow it or just shove it off and just keep going on, <laughs> going on your merry way. I think that goes with a lot of, not to deviate, but I think you, with a lot of managers these days, they become bosses and not managers and coaches. And I think good managers and coaches, even if they're not religious, but they pray on it and they go, guide me through this conversation because I don't know what I'm going to say. And there's a lot you of times. Hope, you would hope they do that. No, but I mean, there's I a lot of times that, that I deal with people all the time. They, they come in with this, this is what I'm going to say. And I don't take into the fact that what you're about to, you're about to speak to a human, and you don't you yeah, don't have any the, empathy. The reception may you're, be different yeah. than your intent. I deal with it all the time. You, you're talking to people, and you're like, "Dude, you're awful. You're terrible. Like you want to go and just destroy them." And then you listen and you talk to them, and you go, "Oh, you're going through some stuff in life. You're going through this. You're going through that. You know, you're struggling with something that you have nobody to talk to because 
the world does not give you an opportunity to talk to. So instead of me coming and destroying you, let me let me be that ear. And all of a sudden you you flipped. And again, that's a God's purpose thing. Is like if you weren't open to that, if you just decided my will is going to be whatever because I'm a quote unquote boss, like you would you know would not be successful in life. You would not be able to do the things you need to do. So confession time. Uh oh, yes, sir. <clears throat> all right, if I take a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part of the reality of, of kind of this, this even this format, part of the reality of it is that I find that I am, like, we'll record on a given day. Like, normally it's like a Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday yeah, and yeah. then we'll post on Sunday. Sunday yeah. And by the time the next Friday, Saturday comes along, I am still dealing with some of the stuff that we said the last <laughs> Friday, Saturday. I'm still trying to get through it and kind of apply it and... Or, or being trying to be discerning and thoughtful about how to apply it, right? So yeah. that, what Andrew just said, I don't know how I'm going to sink all that in there, but that's going to be that's going to be with me for a while. So, so, so I one of the, that part part of that, and it shouldn't get lost, is that often it's easy to tend to the, I guess, the positive side. Okay, so we take the story, you're dealing with someone, oh, you're going through stuff, you know, I understand now that, you know, you're dealing with financial issues, family issues that you really can't handle, it's affecting your performance at work, I get that, okay, and that's, okay, you know, that's human condition. That's what communication is for, Mm -hmm. right, so as your boss, as your manager, you need to let me know these things, because I understand, okay. The other side of that is, though, that there's often a point where you need to be the person who basically makes the people responsible for their actions. Exactly. So when it comes to the individual who goes to the beach, mm-hmm. well, after comp, it's different, right? But there are many bosses who won't face up to that, who won't who won't address that directly. Yeah. And that's again is a moment of learning. Where the individual who does that goes, there are consequences from action. That you hope that's the outcome. You're as the manager, you're presenting that there there are consequences for your action. It's up to them to learn that. But if it's, they're never presented with it, they're never going to learn it. So my point is, is that we you know often we think about that situation that Andrew's talking about and and go to the positive side. Look, oh yeah, okay. But equally as valid and equally as needed is the. There are, there are consequences for your actions. Oh, absolutely. Because exactly. so, there are people out there that their family does not for, that does not give them consequences for correct. their actions. And that's another piece, confession again, that I'm really kind of oh, dealing with. You're not the only one. The connection between what we anticipate or expect out of the workforce and what we anticipate and expect and engender in the home. Right, right. There is a there is a correlative kind of thing going on there where if you think that you're going to teach your kids, your young people in your household, just, you know, live and let live and let it be warm and fuzzy around the edges and they are going to grow up and be part of a workforce where they're they're dynamic and impactful and at least responsive to management demands, mm. we're fooling ourselves. Correct. Next so level. 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish your sentence. I thought you were done. So I, it behooves parents to kind of get on the ball because you're right. not just, you're not only raising these kids. Can you hold on to your thought? Yeah. Okay. So my daughter wants to be an archaeologist. Amen. She really enjoys cool. it. Go she it. loves it. Right. And that's her thing, right? Uh, and we look at things like the the Great Pyramid at Giza, and I say, her, say to her, that pyramid not only speaks to engineering capability, but it speaks to a whole swath of other things. Different things. That culture that grew that thing, that built that thing, that make that thing happen, they had to be able to have doctors that supported the birth rate necessary to oh, wow. teach the kids to feed them, to educate right. them, and to house them. To conquer to, tribes, to, to be gather able, slaves. That's yeah. right, yeah. to be yeah. able to have war wages on their frontier yeah. and yeah. conquer and win and bring in, yeah. not only have political will, but the ability to attrite differences and yeah. understand, conquer and manage monetary oh, policy. Yeah. That, spe- that monument looks great on its own. But it speaks to a whole swath of society, and we all contribute to that swath of society, at least in our modern era, right? No, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. That, like, um, it's like what you said earlier about, like, it just reminds me that everything starts from the home kind of concept. Like, if you're not taught what to do at home, it's going to show out in how you go about life. Yeah. It's like... Like one of the things my family is instilled in me is this hard work, like hard work all the time. Like the one thing we did, like it's like doing chores at your house. If you can't do chores at your house, how are you going to perform out there? Amen. And it's like, yeah, Amen. it's like simple. Like, it's like sweeping. There's moments where we've, I uh, know, and to test this, we've had we work with people that can't do like just simple tasks. And it shows that like they have to do this at home. So what is this broom you speak like, of? You know, like if they can't <laughs> like, do no that, shit. that really you, happens. If you can't like do it at home. You then can't no do way it here. You can do it out. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And yeah. that's one like one of the things my family would always do was like for me, my brother, my sisters, that they would make us just do chores in the house. So we would have the understanding of like work. And then a lot of those, even those simple tasks translate to everything doing a job, like a retail yep. job. Because you know how to take care of laundry, you know how to fold clothes. You know yeah. how to simply just fold the rest of putting clothes and putting stuff in the basket or yeah. putting whatever the case may be. Or because you wash dishes at home, you know how to go to a, uh, a restaurant establishment. I know how to wash the dishes because some of just it's just common sense to you now. So if you can't do it at home, there's no way you can do it out here. So I'm going to ask a strange question. Right. Hippopotamus. No. Okay. <laughs> Chevrolet. <laughs> Forty-one. I'm just guessing now. And and I think I don't mean to point to the one black guy in the room. <laughs> it's me. Okay. <laughs> but I think this is going to make more sense to you than it is to the. The other guys. The old white guys. Are yeah. yeah. Ukrainian listeners like, which one's the black guy? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what value do ancestors play in your life? Mm. That's also a contextual question. By okay, the way. so let me paint the picture because I think question. I think there are some there are some societies that do a little bit better at this than others. So my friends out in Hawaii, Ohana. Uh, who understand this? They should listen. Their entire tribes that you know before you make a a big move in your life, make massive decisions, you go and seek the elders. 
and you tell them this is this is what I'm thinking, this is why I'm thinking it. What what do you what's your advice? Now, your responsibility and your will are never taken away, but their input is valued. So we're talking the old long tooth gray beards, right? right? right. Um what value does that is that value is there value in your life with regard to ancestors? Mm, well, when it come, I guess what, when it come to that particular question, I think it just depends on a lot of other aspects. Uh, when I would go for my family first turn advice, I also, when they give it to me, whatever the subject, the subject may be, I have to take into account how they live their life too. Sure. Because sometimes some of the stuff they've learned was through their own perspective. And it does also translate to me because we're in a different time period. Like some like I remember my dad telling me stories about how his dad interacted with him. And some of the stuff, you know, you know, were a little like, wow, like, you know, like a little lawless. I'm like, oh, okay. Then within that kind of teaching, I'm like, that, 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 that cannot apply to me, especially like with the rules that go on here in America and stuff like that, some of that stuff wouldn't translate well here. So it's like some of the advice they could give me were only workable because you lived in Nigeria and that worked over there. Just wouldn't work here. But there's some like overall like universal things like, you know, when it came to just if I wanted to embark on something new, I would have to just understand what it takes to, to, to go on this embarkment, what things you have to sacrifice what what things you have to intake, what things you have to just do to make that journey possible. So in that regard, when asking information about that particularly, that can relate to me. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what age you are. Because that's a, that's a universal thing. So, you know. So, uh, not attempting to stack the decks, but I will tell you that at least in um, kind of in, in the West Indian kind of thing, do you, anybody remember um, 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 that Steven Spielberg movie about the, the slave ship that came across? Amistad. Amistad, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the, I think there's a line in there where um, John Quincy Adams is saying that uh, in this culture, when one warrior finds himself in a difficult circumstance or situation, he not only calls on his own internal strength, but he seeks the guidance of his ancestors and kind of musters that to help him get through the, the circumstance. That is very much alive in kind of the West Indian culture. It's a weird kind of a thing when you think of it, um, but I think it is matched in Christendom in the sense of cloud of witnesses yeah, um, yeah. and the sense of that there are others who have gone through these trials before. I don't want to read the poem again, but you're not going through what other men have not gone through type thing, right? So that right, that right. consciousness repeats over and over and over again. And sometimes we forget it, particularly so the ladies can shut off for the moment, because I think particularly <laughs> guys, we tend to think we're in this silo, we're in our little, right, right, Double, and yep. we're the only ones, and yep. we're, we're stuck here, and God is looking at us saying, figure it it's out. It's just you, baby. And it's and it's not necessarily Correct. that way, right? I mean, so there is a. Bi- uh, I hate to say it, but I want to go out through it. It's a biological issue that something we as men do not want or do not find it easy to open up 
our weaknesses. We just don't. I mean, think about the the courage, and that's a good word, the courage it takes to go to someone and go, look, I'm, all right, I'm having, I'm having, problem, having trouble, I'm struggling. And that takes courage. And it's not, I don't think it's as innate in us as it is in women. I just don't. You're also not allowed to. I mean, uh, okay. So I'll maybe it's a societal thing then. It's, I mean, it's it's a multiple thing. So I'll get a little personal for a couple of things. One, I worship the ground my dad walks on, and I, I spent a lot of my time in my early years. I spent a lot of time, and it led to a lot of failures, trying to live up to what I thought my dad wanted. Okay. And I tell people this all the time: it's like at the time that I decided to start being Andrew and stop being the my dad's son. I became the person that my dad wanted me to be. Right. You know what I mean? Because well I stopped living for my dad and I started well living put. for me. Well yeah. played. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, I think sometimes we seek counsel and we feel like the counsel that they say we have to become that instead of just taking it and filtering it and using it, you know, using pieces. I coach that a lot. I tell people, I'm like, they're like, well, I have to be this. This is what my mom and dad want me to be. I'm like, your mom and dad want you to be you. And they kind of have a rough estimate, but if you, you know, you're never going to be that. Yeah. And if you try to be mm-hmm. that, you're just going to fall down on your face. So I spent a lot of years, I mean, it happens every now, there's, I mean, it happened recently. My dad wanted me to be this, and I tried really, really hard to be this, and I tried to shove it into this box. It's not who I am. It's not what I, you know, I couldn't make it happen. And I, when I got to the end of it, I was like, dad, I couldn't make it happen. And he was like, I didn't want you to make it happen. Like, I just wanted, you know, you know what I mean? It was a different, anyway, I don't, don't know, don't know where I'm going that. But a lot of the times you seek the counsel of people that you basically worship and, you, and then you try to become those people instead sure. of becoming yourself. Yeah. And, and that's a sign of maturity too, right? That um, the ability to realize, hey, I'm not going to become you. And, and if you're married, you're not yet, right? Not yet. Okay. If you married, I agree with Chris. I think what you discover is that your wife is far more intuitive and perhaps open than you are. Yeah. That's my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listening to her counsel is a wise move. I mean, even your friends counsel. So the second part of that would be it's really difficult when you have a lot of people counting on you. I, I tell Everybody I coach this, I'm like, it's not just about me and the way that I do things, but I've got a lot of people that count on me to pay their bills. i got a lot of people that count on me for whatever aspect of it is. And sometimes you get, as a leader, you get wrapped up in that. I mean, as heads of households, we get wrapped up in it. As, you know, people that we, we get wrapped up in this, these people count on me, these people count on me, these people count on me. And we end up so far away that we forget to ask for help. And it's like, this is not a one-man show. Sometimes... Shit happens, and there's nothing you can do about it. And sometimes you just got to come to the plate and go, this is what happened. This is where we're at. You know, I need help with this, or I need help with that. I mean, I've, I've been dealing with it for the last two weeks, and as far I got to the end of the thing, I was like, you know, this probably would have been easier had I asked for help. Had I reached <laughs> out and gone, hey, but, hey, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, in your head you go, but these people are counting me for this, and this, or this, and, and you know. but And I sometimes think that we are too deferential. Right. Oh, Andrew's got a lot on his plate. Oh, Carrie works, you know, so hard during the week. I don't want to bother these guys. I need help. I need help with yeah. something. And we realize, and I think we we silo ourselves, and that's a great. I love using that term. The silo is a great analogy, <laughs> great metaphor. I love it. We put ourselves in the silo. And go, I'm the only one going through this. They won't understand. They're too busy. 
you know, and it becomes it becomes um, uh, detrimental in the long run because what you end up doing is you just separate yourself more and more, and then you start thinking that, you know, if I can't handle the problem, then, you know, what does that say about me? Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a shame. I think we we need to go back to. Uh, men having time to come together and just have that safe space. Safe space. I, hate <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, but have it at least but, but the it, opportunity to have that communion. Right, but it requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to open yourself up, and that's uncomfortable. It is. I can definitely understand that. Um, <laughs> 28 years old, I can't yeah, imagine. I, can, I, I know what I was like at 28. It was like, so... When I'm watching like different podcasts with different people, they always speak this one thing that there's never a space for men to really just talk to each other because there's it's not. like there's because no one really would want really cares. Like it's like what Carrie and Andrew have said before, like that we gotta do it ourselves all the time. Because like if we don't, then we're failures. Then we can't do anything right then. And it's like there's that societal like 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 eyes watching us all the time it's like if we don't if we can't make this happen no one's going to find us valuable no one would want us things of that nature like if when it comes to like women that have always been at least i'm starting to understand this might be a little bit of brainwashing because listening to this (laughs) listen to this podcast sometimes listening to you guys talk about it it makes me see a different perspective i've always been told that like if you want to like if if women look at you correctly, it's because you have everything together. But in reality, that we always don't, and we have no one to really go to for those kind of conversations. Everybody else sees the perfect picture. My wife sees all the imperfections, all yeah. the bad days, yeah. Yeah. every broken piece that I bring home and I pour out of my backpack onto the counter. My wife sees all that. Like other people see the put together picture. My wife sees all of the, you know. When when we were on the campaign trail, I used to say. People are like, oh, you, you're so perfect. And I'm like, mm, you don't know me like my wife knows <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, uh, that's, a, so uh, that's a, a truism. And, and Brad brings up a, a great point because it points to the social media influence. Again, yes. nobody, nobody posts a shitty day on yeah. social media. Perfect picture. So it is always about presenting the perfect. And that's a broad brush. I get it. But I mean, I think he's right. I think, I think. There's been a people have this this ideal now that you know I've got to have it all together because that's what I see everybody else having all together, and that's where we talked about where do you learn to be vulnerable? Where do you learn to look at another guy and go, look, I'm I'm struggling with, I'm and having that, a problem with, and that vulnerability in another introduces a level of humility yes. in you, right? Yeah, yeah, and it kind of that's. That's richness, right? It is. Hey, I'm going through a tough time and I need help. Well, you know what? I had the same I problem, the brother. Same, exactly. It's my right? favorite. Just circle back around. You know, guy falls in a hole. Doctor comes by, writes a prescription, throws it down. Priest comes by, writes a prayer, throws it down. Just a normal dude walks by. Guy goes, can you help me out? Guy jumps in the hole. Because are you crazy? We're both down here now. And the guy goes, yeah, but I've been here before. I know the way out. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's definitely what Andrew be telling me a lot of times. And it turns out to be right a lot of times when I, when, I, like, at the, when I look forward to it more. I'm like, oh, this is what Andrew means. Okay, I get that now. So it's like 
it's definitely good to have like like you know older older men like yourselves who's been through those kind of issues mm-hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. older men yeah older, uh, um what well, let's say wiser, i think you have a great there's men. at least one gray beard <laughs> one gray hair there there's there's also i think there's something mystical and magical about disney yeah whatever <laughs> about where we'll end up yes we don't know it right we don't know where it's gonna end up i remember talking to a buddy of mine it uh um, Richard in North Suffolk Rotary and uh, and Richard was always just kind of, is just a, a a ray of light. He shows up. He's a happy guy. It's you know he's older and he loves life and his wife and has a great you know. This, and I was like Richard, what do you what do you smoke every day? <laughs> you know what do you? He goes, let me tell you something. The older I get, the more I realize. That you get to choose what attitude you're going to have about yeah. the day you're going to take. Yeah. And if you choose to have a shitty attitude, that's exactly the kind of day you're going to have. And if you choose that this life and this day is a gift from God and you're going to be grateful for it, that's the kind of day you're going to have. And, um, you know, it, it is, I agree with you, it is powerful to have other men. So what does the Bible say? As iron sharpens, sharpens iron, iron, so one man, so sharp. one man sharpens, sharpens another. Yeah. Not to put off the ladies, but, you know, well, I'm sure but, I mean, that's there too, right? It, it's but even good that, to have, to have good to women in your life. I mean, right. Right. there's there's things that my wife's going through as being a first-time mother. It's like, I don't have that information. I don't have that knowledge. There but are, There are know. people who do. There are people who sure. do. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I think the, again, the idea of men relating to men has gotten either lost or obfuscated. Kind of dampened. Just, it, yeah. it is. It's a shame. And I think I'm bratting on the head. You know, there's much to be learned from that. I'd like to ask me just. Honestly, like, even adding to that part, what you just said, like, is because when I think about it, a lot of people take pride in just doing things themselves. Like, when I think about like rappers, like when rappers talk about like, I did this all on my own, but you don't keep in mind that like the reason why you're up at this spot is because of your fans, because of the producers that make your beat, because the um the studios that let you even be in there, the, the company that backs you. Yep. You don't know like that. It takes like the concept like a village builds a person, mm-hmm. like a community builds a person. That's what people don't take in mind. And I think a lot of us men, we forget that that it takes a lot of us to be built. It, like men are built. They're not just, you, you're not just, you don't Wouldn't come me. out. Oh. Ah, this is my wife's uh, phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know who that was? It was Abby. Hey, Abby. We'll to, hey, uh, Abby. We'll have to uh, make sure she uh, hears about that. Sorry about that. Gotcha. Oh, no, you're all good. It's no problem. So um, it, t- it takes an effort, a communal kind of effort. Yeah, like that is like men are not just don't come out the womb just like fee five four phone bam I'm the man. <laughs> it's more of like look at my gun. Exactly. It's like you you're like you're sharpened. You're you learn. You're right. Given tools to grow, and that's the point. And that's that's even some believe some of the best men, like best men who just been through stuff and just grow or just you know learn about their story you're like oh okay that's very inspirational makes you want to be better so can can i go down one more rabbit hole sure so uh, i've i have the opportunity to be surrounded by a certain number of young ladies who are in their i guess you know mid i don't know 
18 ish to like 20 issues 20 issues right and uh and they're just like i can't find a guy because just sucks out here and i'm just like it's not that those guys are um rejecting them they just haven't gotten the point that it's either the reality of the importance or the hookup has actually happened. And by hookup, I mean none. Yeah. You know, right? They just haven't met them yet. And so I'm hoping to encourage some young people out there that are looking for, you know, soulmates or um, others that will, you know, latch up into them. There's, there's, there are people out there and they are looking. And I think that, um, you know, the institution of relationship and marriage is a fantastic one. So that's my plug for it. Yeah. So. Also, because there is a person that listens to this podcast. I think they listen to this podcast. You know, when you, you go, oh, I've got to get this, this and this before we get married. Like, no, you don't get together. Tackle it as to, together. Mar- get married. Build that life together because it gets a little bit easier if you're doing it together. Because mm-hmm. if you wait until the perfect time. You're going to be waiting a long time. No perfect time to get married. No perfect time to have children. Yeah, I was just yes. going to say, same trick with kids. They yeah. ain't no perfect ain't time no to perfect have kids. Time. Yes. Um, uh, even to add to what y'all saying, like, shout out to the Roommates podcast for this. Like, I was listening to them again this morning. And You're a podcast listener guy. Yeah, I just listen to a lot of different just But you haven't listened to our podcast? Whoa, of course I do. Don't whoa. say that. Of course he does. Of Don't last time you listen to. Um the one the last one I listened to episode catching up was with the uh Don't let Andrew uh, intimidate you. <laughs> don't take that from him. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> I was listening to the lost episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? Go ahead. Um it was there was uh, I forgot the gentleman's name, but the two, like the owner, like one of the hosts of the roommates and their guests at the time were talking about when it came to marriage mm-hmm. and it came to the fact that everything within the marriage is a discussion. It's not just you have to talk about all the important stuff before oh. you all even get together and everything has to be revisited at some point. It can't just be like your expectations have to be like understandable. It can't be like, oh, you go into it and you have this just like how it's going to be it's how it's going to be and then yeah. you think everything's going to be the way it is but it's not yeah. you have yeah. to kind of thought i kind of thought it was that you, way if at you first think, if you think you sign the wedding license and say i do and all of a sudden you learn how to communicate yeah that ain't happening yeah that you have bad. you have to work on communication well before that every time <laughs> well like before religion that. your habits your how do you live in your home by yourself like when is this there's so many how you're how you how are you with money oh, all these yeah. different yeah, conversations yeah. that need to be had before you even decide to get married like before that if you don't know your partner it's going to cause problems down the road for you so back to the little pro, uh, proverbs thing my mom's one of my mom's favorite lines is <laughs> to know me and to live with me are two different things yes true <laughs> statement true statement so mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right so what? You want me to go down to the rabbit hole? What are, what are we Is thinking? Is there a rabbit hole? Go I crazy. could. Go crazy. Why not? Don't cost nothing. Life Ooh, is short, Lord. dude. All right. Since we have you on the way. podcast. Yes. Do you think it's difficult to be a young black man in today's modern society? Oh, most definitely. In um, what way? How do I say this? It's... Okay, I guess one of the biggest things I've seen amongst a lot of other black men 
is like identity issues. Like, like what? So, okay, for me, right? Do you guys need like name tags and stuff? Um, <laughs> like, it's not even like, hello, my name is. It's not even like that, right? It's so me being black, I struggle with, am I, is there a right way to be black? Ooh. You know, like, um, wow. people, I don't know, like, I, like one of your last guests a while back, shout out to my boy, you know, he, he, he know who he is. Like with my other fellow black man, we have this Larry. conversation. You can and, say his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to my boy, Larry, you know, um, we've had this discussion before about, you know, acting white, acting, you know, like the Oreo talk, things of that nature. Wow. It, I mean, sorry, isn't it enough just to be a man? I mean, it's, because I've never, I, I, I didn't have to think about color, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it enough just to be a man? I mean, that I, I agree. Like, I'll say it's like, okay, so growing up for me as a kid, I I didn't know what it was to be a black guy. I'm just being a guy. I'm just being right. me. Right, right. You know? And when you're told, oh, you talk white or you oh, dress white. I, okay, I see, I see, I see. act white. You don't sound black enough. Yeah, that's you like, don't look I'm, black enough. Act but okay, yeah, yeah. okay. And I've, I've caught up. So. No, it's not, it's not. And the thing is that like all times I just code switch. I don't. So, I don't. Spe- I speak with yeah. certain people. I speak with a certain way than and with then other co- others. You wow. switch the code yeah. and kind of okay, right. kind of like, do the. I got yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, for like survival aspects. Interesting. Kind of. Interesting. Like, with Larry, me and him can just talk it just the way we talk. But what's what's fascinating is that you have that added layer of not being truly kind of this product of the you weren't born out of the soil of Virginia or the Americas. Mm-hmm. Your family comes from Nigeria, which is something wholly different yes. from the experience here. And that's kind of what I that's that's kind of what I experienced in the sense, I mean, so my mom's like, you know, everyone's up in arms about a Barack Obama becoming the first president of the United States. Right. And my mom's like, I've had black presidents. <laughs> Not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing, too. A lot of his, like, a lot of times I, I learned, like, later on that Barack Obama was voted for because he was just black. No right. one cared the fact that he all accomplishments or things of that nature, yeah. just that he was black. Nor did they care about the fact that his what his mother was white. Exactly. Right? Like which ticked off my daughter. But <laughs> see, <laughs> yes. that's yeah. ex, and that's that's a thing too. That even goes for people who are like you know mix of mixed heritage. Yeah. They are not seen as they're mixed or seen as black. If they're black or anything else, they're just black. They don't right. So so if you're fifty percent black. And 50% white. You're black. Because of ancient code in this country. Right. And modern attitudes, you're returned to as black. Right. It's exactly. Like, what, should I discount my other parenting or my other heritage? And it sounds like there's an added layer of pressure to being black and figure out how to be a black man. Is that right? Is that being that right? a man. Quite yes. honestly. I mean, but we all go through all the... Four men in the room. We all go through the "What does it mean to be a man?" Yeah. But now I'm hearing that there's an added layer of stress with well, you might not be being. I mean, not black enough. Like I think, pro- like I mentioned before, like I'm a nerdy person. Me being black and me being a nerd is like a problem itself. 
because like I would never have thought like me they want you to be like rap videos and yes, stuff. Yes, that was literally like that's literally like it. Like me, they do realize that Tupac was an artist. Exactly, but they don't care about the kids. They, they care about the fact that he was like he was in the streets. But he went to Juilliard. Exactly. That's the thing. He that's not even his lifestyle. He just got into it because of the crowd he kept with him. That wasn't even who he, he hangs was. out with Martha Stewart. Exactly. That's Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's Snoop. Like, Sorry. My bad. I've had too much journey. Too many things to mix up. <laughs> but like that's literally the thing. Like a lot of these rappers are not even like quote unquote thugs or whatever the case may be, or gangsters of what of what of like that. And for me, I do find myself struggling with that because the fact that I'm looked at as less than because of the fact that I'm a nerd or the fact that it's like you're black. I'm supposed to be this way. Have you, you know? have you seen, I think you probably, I mean, I hope you have. Have you seen Django Unchained? Yes. I think that's a fascinating movie. It is fascinating. It is. What, what do you find fascinating it's about it? It's fascinating because of the character that Samuel plays. Yes. Okay. It is not, and, and it harkens, I mean, and so I've got a weird history. We came to the country, and I came to the country in 79. It's really about 81, 82 when I kind of start understanding and realizing, oh, Carter's running for president or whatever it was, right? So that frames the time period for my, my right. mental kind of development. Right, right. Um, somehow, growing up in New York, Malcolm gets dropped in the middle of that. Oh, and okay. somehow I latch on to Malcolm X. I get I get fully inundated in Malcolm. Okay. Right. And Malcolm's all about this kind of at least and I'm talking early Malcolm. Yeah. Pre pre visit to Mecca. Right. Yes. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. Right? He was so like saying some like, hard stuff. Yeah. All means necessary, you know. All white people are blue-eyed devils. Right, right. Yeah. I don't care if you have brown eyes, Chris. It's all white yes, people are blue-eyed devils. I don't. Devil. It's just good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> what eyes? Oh, come on. Hazel. Are they Hazel? Yeah. Hazel. Hazel. Look into my dreamy eyes. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look, look into come your on. eyes. Look into my dreamy eyes. That, I did not. Yeah. Chris, what kind of eyes do you have? Hazel. <laughs> Hazel. <laughs> Hazel, baby. But um, I think that there is a... Um, there is a crabs in the barrel kind of mentality of I can't let you out. I've got to pull you down. How is my experience in in black America? And I and if it were just me, it would be one thing. But I read as much in Colin Powell's book. Yeah. I read as much in Malcolm's autobiography. Hell, I read as much in Frederick Douglass's Ooh, okay. autobiography. I don't know where this kind of communal singularity because of skin color is obvious to me, but where this communal attitude of pulling one another down comes yes. from is absolutely beyond the homogeny that exists so here's i and i'm i can hear for several friends kind of chiming in societal homogeny does not exist we'd like to make all muslims Correct. the same there is no block it does You're not right. yeah. it doesn't exist we'd right. like to make all white people the Correct. same it does not exist we'd like to make all black people the same it does i not got exist. news for you it doesn't exist you right. want to exactly. tick off an, a uh, a 70 something year old black lady in brooklyn with my last name call her african american <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't look like Elon Musk. Right? No, well, yeah, that's part of her problem. But the other problem is that she's not she's neither African. Right. Nor was she born here in America. Right. Right? Yeah. She was born someplace else and came here and adopted this country. Right. So as far as she's concerned, she's an American. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is more is her glance across African Americanism in this country lends her either correctly or incorrectly to believe that people are la- lazy hmm? and no fiber, and I mean no fiber in this woman's body has been lazy. <laughs> From the day she was born. <laughs> it's easier to attack somebody and pull them down than to pull yourself up. Or to push somebody. Th- think about the humility it takes to push somebody up, too. Yeah. Right? The, the idea of, of, of um, recognizing your right. own limits. Right. Yeah. And understanding, for instance, I learned early on in my young adulthood that I'm a good number two. Right? You'd be a good number two. I'm a good number two guy. Right. Don't uh, put me in the front. In a, in a small... In small team like like an air crew, I can be number one. I can right. be aircraft commander. I right, can lead. Right, right. I can lead a team of eight, right? That's easy, right? But I'm a good number two, right? But there are a lot of people who who would look at that and go, "Well, I can't be number one, so you can't be number one." I let you in on you non-black people on <laughs> what do you mean? How dare you on um, the lore around Governor Godwin here in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Didn't I not tell you that story? Elon Musk. So God, Governor Godwin from <laughs> Chuck Suffolk. Is that area. what Godwin Boulevard's name is? That's exactly who uh, Godwin Boulevard's name is. That's after. a street in Suffolk. It is for a street our in Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> one Canadian or one Ukrainian listener? Yeah, exactly. So during the time of civil rights, Governor Godwin was asked about, well, during the time of uh, Brown v. the Board of Ed, had been decided, you know, about kind of integrating schools in Commonwealth of Virginia, and Godwin made the comment, I would rather see my daughter dead and in her grave than sitting in a classroom next to one of those Negroes. Mm -hmm. He didn't use the term Negroes, right? Mm. Fast forward, Susie Q. Godwin, you can Google this, is walking down the boardwalk out in Virginia Beach, summer storm kicks off, lightning strike hits her, she is fried as black as black can be <laughs> and dead in her coffin. Oh, yeah. You told the story. You did story. Yes. So I think for some, well, for obvious reasons, I think the white-ish psychology has forgotten that story. Black people, not so much. <laughs> they, hold, <laughs> they hold on to that damn no. story, right? Um, and so th- th- that, that kind of exists out there. That influences the anthology of African-Americanism or blackness in this area. The other story that, that's kind of interesting to me goes way back. All right. goes back to the time period of struggle between, you know, how not even states that are free of slaves and states that, are, that have slaves, but really the time period where slavery is kind of the thing. Right? Goes even yes. further back. Slavery is the thing. We're not even debating it. It is the thing. You're talking and about, wait, wait, you're talking about like slavery for whom? 
Because uh, slavery, slavery for Africans in this country, slavery is in America for, for everybody, every so culture's got. We're slaves. talking seventeen yeah. hundreds, okay. early eighteen hundreds, gotcha. before, way before the Civil Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so some plantation, and this is this is, it is unclear to me whether or not this is fact or mythology. Okay, but Southern plantation owners decide these uppity Negroes <laughs> need some sense of control, and they reach down, and they find this guy way down in the bayou or Carolina or down in the Caribbean or down South Central America, and they bring him up here. And his whole purpose is to kind of train the plantation owners vis-a-vis really the, the, the male matriarch of this plantation as to how to subjugate and subdue and maintain that level of subjugation for his slaves. And the, the lesson that is born out of that is not only do you teach them that they are subject to whites, but you keep them vying at each other based on shades of skin. And so as much as you, I mean, you'll, if you do that, they will be in this whole kind of tizzy around shades of skin color. And, and if, Ever they get to the level where they think that they're equal to whites, which is a, a monumental shift, they will never get over that issue, right? They'll yeah. never get to that point and really develop that issue. Exactly. And so you get this, and I use the term crabs in the barrel, but you get this crabs in the barrel mentality of pulling one another right, down. Right. There Now, I need to be clear. Which, which is not. There is no absolutist kind of proof that this occurred but it's a very it's interesting not, kind of story i think, I think right? you'd say yes because it's not a black thing it's a human thing right think about the the capos the capos in the concentration camp absolutely right so the nazis got jews to turn on other jews no, absolutely so so that this is not a a skin color thing it's a it is a human human thing. A humanity thing right but in exactly. this country in right. this culture from 19 or 1800 to uh, 2000, uh, 1965, the, the real story of what happened in concentration camps was was lost. Right, right, right. right. The, what was going on was right, right. is much more 12 years a slave than anything yeah, yeah, else, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so in that world, you've got this comp- competition that's going on. So... <clears throat> Did you ever hear about roll, folks? Did you ever hear about the um, paper bag test? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Andrew? No. No. Okay. No. Um, so there, there were black communities that that appreciated more than not fair skin and whitish hair yes. quality. Yeah. So think of masters, which is part of the problem of this whole slavery institution, right? Masters who would either, I guess, consensually or not consensually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. procreate with their Mm -hmm. slaves. Their offspring would become the light-skinned butlers and and food servants in the household, right? Because if you were light-skinned, you could serve in the household. If you were dark-skinned, get your your butt out in the field, right? Sure, house slaves and field slaves. So now you set up this this thing between house slaves and and field slaves, right? right? Um, But these these masters would um, 
this this kind of culture would occur, and so slavery ends about the Civil War, eighteen sixty five or about, so, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but it takes the passage of the the Thirteenth Amendment, right. and even then, it takes a period of time sure. for people to get the word through the Commonwealth hence of, Juneteenth, of Virginia right? and yeah. Texas and <laughs> California. Hence Juneteenth, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. now slaves realize we're all free. So now they set up these free compounds and uh, 40 acres and a mule. That's not going to really happen. You don't actually get property. You become sharecroppers and any other. Communities develop around the thing that they can advance on. Yes. The thing that, so every parent wants better for mm-hmm. their child. doesn't matter. Exactly. Right? Yes. So if we are... You know, dark-skinned Negroes working on the field, the one child that takes on the likeness of the master's grandmother with light skin, bluish eyes, hazel eyes, whatever it is. Thank you. That's the (laughs) child that advances and pushes on and goes into it. Right. And so there develops what's called, well, there are communities of these fellow light-skinned folks. Yeah. There develops this test called the paperback, paperback test. test. Exactly. If your complexion is darker than a paper bag, yep. oh. you can't marry into this community. Gotcha, exactly. gotcha, gotcha. At least two of them here in Suffolk. So I know I know my wife uh read Up from Slavery. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And that was opening to her in the the insight into the black community and how I guess like the crabs and the bear mentality was. She she would never heard that, experienced it, but Booker T. Washington lays it out. Booker and T. And you're like, yep. and when she, I haven't read it yet. She's telling me about. It. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, like you would think that there there would be more of the let's push each other forward. Vice, I'm not going to let you get ahead of me. Mentality, and that is that is eye opening to me. And I, and I go back to what started was was Brad's conversation about well. I like what I like, and I get criticized for it. But Brad does not have roots in that soil. He doesn't, but he's being held to a standard. I agree. Yeah. Which which seems odd to me and in the sense... That's the difficulty. Right, 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 yeah. right. That's the difficulty. I look at him, and I judge the book by its cover. And then he opens his mouth, and I read chapter one, and I realize... I'm not in Carolina or Virginia or Baltimore, Maryland. I'm in Nigeria. Nigeria. What the hell am I doing here? And that is enticing to some. I would I would assess maybe it's unsettling to most because it's very easy, and easy is a good thing to categorize him in one flavor sure. and not have to really develop his character. Which kills me right. because uniqueness drives greatness. All the best of anything are unique. You know, you look at, well, let's just stay within the realm, but like you look at great rappers, they're unique. Yeah. They're not all the, the same. same. Exactly. You look at right. black comedians, they're all unique. Exactly. They're not, you know, cut from the same cloth. You look at just in, you know, that's just within the black community. Look at black actors, all different, all unique, all, you know, 
why wouldn't you want to promote uniqueness and promote greatness because of uniqueness? So, so I, I guess I'd ask from Brad's perspective, what, what do you think it is though that, all right, so you like what you like, right? Um, you do what you do, both work in the hustle and going to school. Mm -hmm. So what is it that brings upon you the consternation or the disdain of others? What, what, what is that? Because it seems odd to me. Mm -hmm. It just it just seems odd. I guess I'll stop. It seems odd to me that that happens. That that people within your community look at you and what, put you down or or cast aspersions, and I can't figure out why. Honestly, that's 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 a very good question. I can't even also I can't even fathom why. I think it's just because that's like the majority. We're just taught to be that way. Like it's like. How do I say this? It's like when, okay, so like growing up in school for me, when I would just go around other people, all the, like, majority of times, all the, you know, my my, my you know, fellow black people, of course, would be just that type of person. I used to, I, of course, I would have my fellow black friends too, but I would have my white friends. But a lot of times my white friends would share more of the interest than I, what, that I had than my black friends. So they just looked at me as like, you're with them because... You just like the same stuff, and even though the, even though that's like that didn't make sense to me, I just right, I just right. liked my stuff. That's all yeah. it was. That's all it was. And of course, I had the same stuff they did too. I just, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't have the. I guess I didn't have the look of it. Like you know, of course, my parents being Nigerian, they're not from here, so they don't right. know that. Okay, black people here dress like this, so like that's just it is what it is. Like they would have. Tim's, I would have like Echo shoes, you know, or they would have Nikes. I would have these skateboard brand shoes. I didn't even know what they were. Or so, more importantly, yeah, you talked white. I talked white, and you know that. And the thing about it, I can't talk about. I can talk quote unquote black too. I just know how to go about with different certain people. Which is the coding that it's we code switching. Back and for and me, it was just a survival thing. It was just to make sure. I knew how to stay in my place and not be looked at weird. Like, that, I guess that has to stunt growth at some level. Like, you have no, to it does not. No, because at some point, you get to the point where you don't give a damn anymore. Okay, and you are who you are, and you speak how you speak, and you accept me or you don't accept me, but your limitations are not going to draw me back. I kind of get, get that vibe from Brad. Yeah. I get that kind of vibe from Brad that, that is, I, I like what I like. I, this is who I am. And if he know. is his own person, like I will give him full credit. He is his own unique and crazy kind of all over the place <laughs> person. So, yeah. So you know. do you, do you want to know my downfall? What? That <sighs> cookies that I'm K E R O Y. <laughs> yeah. And in high school, one of my dearest friends was a girl mm. named K-E-R-I, Carrie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she wasn't black. So there was a black guy named Carrie, and there was a white girl named Carrie, and we actually went and had T-shirts printed, Carrie Boy and Carrie, Carrie Girl. girl. 
And we were like at the we were the harbingers of this kind of ebony and ivory experience. Did you guys sing the song? That's that's that's. You should have sang the song. We should have sang the song. But yeah. what we ended up being were we were like uh, we were like James Comey. We were like people without a country. Mm, like your own little island. So like you that. were onto your own little island, and there was no tribe to identify you as a member, and. Granted, at the time, and even now, I'm like, I'm okay with it. Um, but the rest haven't caught, they didn't catch up at the time. And they, I don't think they necessarily caught up at this point. In I'm, time. I'm beginning to, I guess, develop a full picture of the crabs in the barrel, which is, I mean, you've said that before, you've used that before on the show. Um, but as we sit here and talk with Brad and you, and I'm beginning to, to my mind is that picture is coming into focus of the. Um, if I'm not getting out of here, you think you ain't getting. Out you of think here. you're so much better that you can get out of this barrel. I'm like, I'm like, which, which in my my head just explodes at that that idea because I thought this, was, I thought that was the goal. I thought the goal was to get out. Was to get out. Quite frankly, I think the goal is to determine. Do you have, I mean, I don't want to talk to for you, Brad. No, go ahead. I'm older than you. I'm what? telling you. What? Is to determine, do you have the metal to get out? That's and actually, it's, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go so ahead. It's, go, it's, go, my, go, it's go, my ability to not only deal with the headwinds that you have from opposition, but also the tailwinds that you get from the other crabs that are pulling you back. It is a question that they are both asking. You said, so you're not a cipher. Well, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm a big I, Matrix. I like Matrix, too. I, I, I do, know. too, right? Course, so, course, you know, you got to determine, are you the one? I mean, look. And some will believe, some will not believe. And at the end, the real question is, do you think you're the one? Are you the greater fool? Fool or, sal- or savior? No, no. The term greater fool, you believe you will succeed where others failed. And regardless of what other people tell you, you still believe you will succeed where other people's failed. And nine times out of ten, you succeed where other people failed because you believe more than they did. So I'll, I'll acquiesce to that. Because the, the, for me, the let's flip the coin. If you decide that I will not succeed... The outcome is already written. Yes. If you decide you will not succeed, the outcome is a- absolute failure. Right. Yeah. So I have decided I reject that. Exactly. And I don't really give a good god <laughs> what you say. I'm going to go forward. Exactly. And that that is a lot of so. Um, New York City has specialized high schools. There are three. Bronx Science, Stuyvesant, and Brooklyn Tech. I tested out of my localized high school and tested into Brooklyn Tech. For me, I will point to that as one of the tiny hinges on which the big door of my life swings. Going to that specialized high school versus going to my zoned local Your high school, public school was a pivotal kind of movement. P.S. What? Be what, what would have been P.S. What? Erasmus Hall High School. Oh, okay. Jackie Gleason, Barbara Streisand, a whole bunch of great uh, people graduated from there. Interesting. And then okay. it went to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> okay? 
And um, and my mother looked at me and she says, "I wouldn't send a dog of mine to Erasmus Hall High School. You're gonna you're gonna try and test out." And by testing out, I ended up in a different environment, much more diverse, much more um, academic rigor applied, and that I I would contend kind of pushed yeah. me into a different yeah. category, right? Yeah. So it it's still. You're gonna get head, and I. So here's the thing: I don't know the headwinds that I faced from fellow African Americans, mm-hmm. blacks, West Indians who didn't like what I was doing. Um, is that the same miles per hour that Chris faced in his schooling opportunity, or Andrew in his? No, I don't know. No, no. that for me is just intellectual curiosity. I, I really still don't give a damn. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's it, what I faced, right, and so right. I've got to overcome it, right? I've got to get beyond it. I've got to push beyond But for understanding on my side of the equation, it's good. To, it's interesting to hear because I didn't, I didn't face any of that. I mean, my, my, biggest, my biggest thing is whether or not I, I was going to be in the cool group. Right? I was going to be in the, in the in, in circle. That was it. I mean, you faced your own battles. They might not have just been the same. But. But, exactly, but I don't think that, I don't think that it was... I don't feel like there were people trying to pull me back into the barrel. Not at all. <clears throat> at all. I think we're stuck in a funny kind of time, though. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Brad here. So for me, I don't. I think this kind, this this kind of pull to keep you, quote unquote, getified. Right. Is not replicated. It it only comes into existence. Say it. Say it. It only comes to existence in integration. Yes. Okay. I get that. Okay. That is actually, huh. Yeah. Go, Brad. I'm going to hear your thoughts on that because you you like that. No, it's just why I think about it because it's like, okay, like me, okay, like I came in with my do-rag on, right? So... I, do rag on? Yeah. I yeah. just had a silk which, head. <laughs> which, which I appreciate. It is a silk one, though. This is I was bald. This is the day as long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I've i always been told growing up that don't go outside with your do rag on your head because it makes you look like a gangster. It makes you look terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand until I actually saw it happen to me. Like, when I was with my brother, we were walking from my aunt's house. We got this guy. We just got a fresh haircut, trying to look nice, keep the waves and everything like that. And of course, like there were some of these uh, white girls that were just like outside. And the moment they saw my brother walking down, and I could, it could be honestly overthinking it, but there is that fact. Like the moment we start coming down, they all started leaving. Like it was a weird feeling. Sure, I didn't sure. understand. Like. Of course, I can sit there and say it was just a coincidence. It's probably me. Maybe there was the time to go home, whatever the case may be. But it just felt weird the moment we started walking down with our do-rags on. That's when, okay, y'all want to walk in. Or the fact that we do get, people do look at you weird. Like, you know, because this is associated with a gangster image. So it's like, like... Right now, I don't care. I'm just gonna wear my do rag. It's from my right. hair. Like I'm, not, right. like I ain't crazy. Right. Like I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not out here doing stuff like this. But at the same time, I do have those moments where I'm like, do I be here with my do rag on, and do I look weird? Like you know. Okay. I do have that feeling every once in a while. But wow. I know. I know. No one's th- like. 
I'm around people who don't think that way. Right, it's just at right. that time where I was, people did think a lot that way. So I was just like, how do they respond to your do rag now? Oh no, it's just nothing. People just be like, oh, bro, nice do rag. I'm like, oh, that's okay, cool. Right. Like, it's not a big deal. Like it's just they understand <laughs> it's for enforcement for my hair. So that's can I? Can I? I'm how. I don't know where we are, but I want to take us back to We're something. We're in the room broadcasting. Okay. So I'm going to take us back to something that Chris Francis said a long time ago. And I, I admittedly. Chris is pretty old. How long time ago? Well, <laughs> long enough point. ago that I'm still, I'm still dealing with it. Our time, our sense of time may be too short. So the time frame when. You know, these young white ladies are seeing you on the street with a do-rag. It takes time for them to realize, do-rag doesn't mean a damn thing other than I want curly hair. Yes. Right. Right? And so it takes time for us as a society to figure that out. I, I was this year, many years old, when I learned what the do-rag was for, by the way. Right. Just to, <laughs> just really, just to let you know that. You realize that the, the curly hair <laughs> that you have there, right now, we just want that. I just feel like right? we, we have to work for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to work for it. We got to work for it. We had to saying. We had to like... Get the brush, get the get the grease, yeah, just a yeah, hundred yeah. times a night before yeah. we put the wave but, the cap on. I, I guess it, it's um, hmm, interesting. This is eye opening for the white guys in the room. I'll speak for Andrew mm-hmm. as well. That you're like, you're like <laughs> okay, so the do rag. I mean, I, I didn't. You didn't really notice the do rag because you work with Brad, right? And I, I like, I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. I, I don't understand. I know there are things, there are things, and my, my immediate thought, the way my brain works is, well, what are the white things? Like, what are the white things, right? Is it the, is it the typical Italian stallion with the, you know, <laughs> the grease back hair, the toothpick, and the, and the shirt buttoned down to here? I haven't seen one of those in a long time. I haven't either. I, I am trying Shout to Shout out to my boy, Angelo. <laughs> I am trying to figure out what is the white thing, yeah. right? What is that white thing? Sperry's. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's I, a white people thing. I'll Black people that. wear comfortable shoes. That's yes. a good point. That's or good like point. wearing shorts in the cold. So oh, I, yeah, that's a, that's I a think yeah, that's, that's that's cool. Chris. Chris wears shorts. In the cold. <laughs> so that's <laughs> where we. That's I've grown weak. <laughs> where we are, we're fighting, struggling, screaming over this. How do we pull apart and come back together again? Why don't we just let people be people? Be- well, because I think the the only way we get there is if we allow the pendulum to swing this direction. Mm. Also, okay. and, and let it go crazy for a while, but it's going to come back to I th- what you just said. Let people be people. I think it is. Also, can I just, one of my biggest pet peeves, and you said it with the whole so people that were raised in the hood don't want to stay in the hood. So why would you want to pretend that you are from the hood? I don't understand that. It makes you strong. No, it doesn't. Well, it I makes agree. you stupid. It makes you per- be perceived as being strong. Yes. Yeah. Every so rapper that makes an album, you talked about. Out. You talked about Tupac. Yeah. Right, Juilliard. Right. Yeah. Right. But the image was Ice T. Went through a specialized high school like moi. Right. Yeah. Right. But the image is, 
you know, yeah. right. I'm shooting a gun sideways type thing. I'm right? just saying, Dr. That's Dre. That's how they all do it. That's, you got to so push the bullet down the range. It's the push image it. thing. Yeah, right? but even, like, Dr. Dre lives in a $64 million mansion in Beverly Hills and, like, doesn't come out. I He's am, Dre. I am still, because of the immigrant spirit, I am still keyed up on this country. Yeah, I I am still mindful of the fact that, first of all, I could leave my own home country Mm -hmm. and not have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go get water out of the well. Okay, you don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I do do? (laughs) Which I know my daughter's laughing because I just said do 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 do. Um, You said do do. What I do do is go get water out of my rain barrel to oh. water my tomatoes Excellent. and my. That's water. a very white thing. Four Gary. by four raised. <laughs> wow. and kiss my. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> right. So oh. the the that that differential means that we are still. I'm st- for me at least. I'm still keyed up on this country. I think we're gonna be we're gonna be okay. I hear concerns and frustrations on both sides. I've got friends who lived through the 50s and 60s right. who have voiced black friends, who have voiced, hey, you know, we pushed through this whole civil rights thing and it feels like we kicked the door open and then stood there while everybody else rushed through. Right. Gay people, Latinos, you know, Asians, uh, Asian, everybody else is running through and we're right, standing right. there holding the door open for them, right? I get that. I get what's happening there. Um, I sense frustration on the side of some wasps <laughs> who were used to be, I mean, I know you get. So you feel no insult because you're not Protestant, neither one of you, right? So, right? So <laughs> exactly right. Uh, so they, you know, they we created this country type thing, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Um, uh, gangs in New York type, uh, right, right, right. Um, mentality, and and we're losing it. Ugh. It's floating away. Yeah, we, yeah, for sure, we, we are. Behold, I make all things new. Yeah, it's different, and I get it. It's scary. It's no more scary than COVID. We'll be okay, you know. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this whole thing, right? Right. Um, but I will tell you, I will, I will tell you the one thing. So every every Friday for a long time, I was doing a Zoom call with a bunch of buddies up in New York right. and California. So these are my liberal friends, right? So we do the Zoom call, and uh, and the. I think one of the last times I did the Zoom call with them before they lost their liberal minds, <laughs> um, I said so liberal. <laughs> Dude, Brad, <laughs> I'm not. I can't make this stuff up. I had a, I had one guy. I had an Italian guy who told me, and I know we'll deal with it on another podcast. But he told me that that the um, r- the increase in the rates of abortion in the African-American community were correlative to the decrease of crime in the black community. Huh? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. That's so Your weird. Your solution right? to decreasing crime is to just... Is kill more black babies. 
the hell does right? Oh, we're not going to Mark Sanger, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, so let's not go down there. So for the folks listening, we're going to save. I don't know if you make it this far. But we're going to save this for some right, other time, right, right. Right? right? So my comment to them, because, um, again, only black guy on this kind of grouping, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, right. Um, I feel offended. My, <laughs> I feel, I feel but, left out now. But, but I don't, okay. <laughs> Two points, first of all. Thank you. Two points. African Americans, black people, people of color. Right. Menlin... Melanin, melanin, melanin supported individuals in this country right. still represent 14% of the population. 14% of the population. We should not represent 90% of television. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. Okay. That's just the reality. And and secondarily, my point to them was you funky white people are about <laughs> to feel a lot of pressure, bone crushing pressure. And added to that pressure is this depressive kind of you're horrible, yeah. you're bad. I know. You're mean. <laughs> if you don't, you're, have, you if you don't just, have a grasp of history, yeah. You're just sure. bad, bad people. Yeah. I've made a career out of that. This black guy said to them and says to you and says to those that happen to be mental and challenged listening, don't buy it. Correct. Correct. Don't buy it. Yep. Agreed. Until we're able to look at one another through the eyes of Christ doesn't matter what your skin color is and see who that individual is and you know do unto others as you want to be done unto you we're gonna we're gonna have a problem agreed right that's that's the larger right more important issue in this culture so yeah i'll get off my soapbox now that's a good soapbox to be on it's a good it's a good note to end on agreed agreed it's a good note it's a good positive note to end Uh, on what, Brad, when do you supposed to graduate? Um, hopefully next semester. Oh, uh, outstanding. Like in the fall. Outstanding. Okay, right, good. Um, I'd like to have him on in like six months or so, you know, after the end of the semester he graduates and you know, has moved on and just kind of have a yeah. re-attack. Yeah. Because it's, it's a different world once you graduate and, you know, yeah. you're out I would there. definitely love to come back. That's good, sure. good, good. Thank and, you. And, and we we know one or two lawyers <laughs> yeah, we know quite a few lawyers. Good point. We do. So um, you know, it'd yeah, be, it'd be interesting to see what, yeah. what we can do as a community in, instead of just an individual. No, all right. Understand. Episode fourteen is in Episode the books. Fourteen, hey, guys. Brad, thank Salute. you for coming on. No, thank, thank you for you. sharing with Shlonto. us. Oh, thank like, you for it can having be me along. Kind of I intimidating to hang around with a bunch of old guys. But oh no, it was you great. Did, you did great. On, I appreciate it. I was definitely nervous, but crushed it, dude. You did crush it. You did not. Thank you. All right. To our listeners, thank you very much. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Let them know that this podcast is happening. Who's Push it as far as you possibly can. Because uh, we not only appreciate it, I think we, we may deserve it. Right? Maybe a little bit. Amen. Amen. All right. Peace Amen. out. Cheers. Peace out. Be blessed. Sure. And that wraps up today's show. We hope you enjoyed listening to us weave our way through all of today's topics. If you have something to say, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. 
Drop us a line at comments at theupsetpicks.com or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And don't forget to check out our daily Chasing the Dog video on YouTube where we'll give you our top dog play of the day. Make sure to give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. Also, visit our website, theupsetpicks.com, where you can see all of the packages we have to offer, including our specials. So, from Carrie, Andrew, and Chris, and the entire Upset Picks team, thank you for listening to us go all over the place. Be blessed, be smart, and be bold, and make sure to join us next week for more wit, whiskey, and wisdom. <laughs>